Let's get started. Now let's get it all in perspective. We did it like that and now we do it like this. Do not attempt to adjust your down. I'm transmitting live. Yo, let's get down to business. Now let's get it all in perspective. We did it like that and now we do it like this. Right. the underground world, every street and world. You may learn something. You are now listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience with Chico, Simon, Kamar, and your host, Matt Floyd. Welcome to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience. My name is Matt Floyd. Joined as always by Kamar. Welcome to the party. And Simon. What is going on? I couldn't even keep it up. I was like, fuck it. Uh, what we do here is very simple. The three of us have listened to every episode of the Joe Rogan Experience this week. We're going to rate each episode as well as the week on a scale of one to five Jamie Vernons. <laughs> Sweet Jesus. We're then going to talk about each guest, the talking points, give our opinions, this, that, and the next. First, shout out to Sam Tripoli. Thank you, sir. That's huge, eh? Yeah. Did you, did you guys? It wasn't exactly what, what I was looking for. <laughs> listen, you got to take, yeah. You did just, you listen to what I sent you? The what, clip? What I've, you heard it. Someone played it for him. Yeah. yeah I sent him yes. the exact, okay. like... The, the time, because you yeah. sent me a full episode of some shit I wasn't going to listen I? to. Yeah, Yeah, you just sent oh, the episode. But it's okay. It's okay. Matt seconds. took care of it. It was all good. But it, it, I thought it was positive. Um, listen, there's no such thing as bad publicity. They badmouth that other show. We badmouthed us, too. He was like, you can, anyone can just ride the coattails, which I don't care. kind of sure. badmouthed us. Yeah. Nope. But yeah, like nope. I said, not what <laughs> Kamar, we not even yet. Nope. <laughs> you hear what you want to hear. He has so many fucking shows, eh? Yeah, he's, yeah he seems like a busy Lots man. Lots of irons in the fire. He yeah. has like a million different shows. That was a show I didn't even know existed. Oh, that's Broken Simulation. But shout out to... to simulation. Well, the, yeah, I exactly. even say that, it like he says it. That's like, Johnny Woodward's show. Sort of. It's their show together. That's Johnny Woodward. But it's only on like Rockfin or something, right? No, it's on Apple. Oh, it is? But shout yeah. out to him for having his fifth, 500th episode. And it was really cool, like talking about the evolution of everything, how they got Broken to Simulation 500. has 500 episodes? No, the, the uh, Tinfoil Hat. Oh. The OG gotcha. show. Yeah. Gotcha. I mean, realistically, we've done 300. If you consider six on paper. If you consider the post show, well, no, because then the, the two, we got our 250 badge from Podbean, and then there's the 50 from. Uh, yes, yes. So that's, that's 300. That's what I'm saying. So there's 300. Again, I don't know if I'd consider the post show an episode, but you know, if, if you're getting well, like nine hundred hours. Anyways, Broken Simulation talked about us on their podcast. That's yeah, what it's in the ether. About. There we go. It is Listen, real now. If you look behind that water, it says it says on the whiteboard there. Remember, Simon, I wrote mention on a large podcast. I don't think it does anymore. Oh, we erased it. But yeah, well, I, that's I, I, I hear you, Matt. I remember that yeah. clearly. But like I said, I, it wasn't quite what I was looking for. Fair enough. Beggars can't be choosy yeah. at all. Anyway, Kamar, you want to first uh, run down the um, new patrons, please? Hello, Hello, old listeners and new listeners alike. Love the Patreon. This week's no different. Uh, I also want to say I love you, Simon. I love you, Matt. I love, I love, I love anyone Kamar. who's not even on the Patreon. I'll, I'll say it. But the Patreon's better, but thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, big shout out to Andres Martinson. Shout out, Andres. Thank you, Andre. European. European. I always like that. Hello, Andres. Oh, yeah. Feel free to let us know where you're from, guys. I love that, too. And then a uh, big shout out to Brian Payne. That sounds like a secret agent name. That's a real name. That's a hard Not to say name. Andres. It wasn't. Thank but, like, you, Brian. Brian Payne is like the most American, like. <laughs> Andres is going to see your girlfriend. Brian's going to cause you pain. Yeah. Shout out to all the Patreons. They're probably all really nice people. Shout out to those new Patreons. More Patreons. 
more chance I could go for a massage before the show. <laughs> he means a massage with a happy ending yeah. too, folks. And just so you guys know, that's all we spend the money on is massages across the board. One hundred percent. even meant. better. Yeah. All right, uh, Kamar, how was your week? Oh, man, it's a great week. I'm out of uh, my... Um, You're out of self-quarantine? Self-quarantine lockdown. Where I, I'm at risk. That's why I'm doing it. Not for other people, because the, uh, the serum has to do whatever it does to make me superhuman. But I did a stand-up set for the first time. And <laughs> the serum. It was rusty. Whatever, it's nice to get out there, though, again, isn't it? But what I realized... Well, that's... Guys, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt, but you know that's a side effect of the... Vaccine, right? Paul's palsy? No, it makes you less funny. Oh, I didn't know that. It's well. right on the fucking bottle. Um, I didn't even take time to read the bottle or see if it's aspirated, but... Um. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely didn't aspirate me. Dude, well, first of all, you got it done at a pharmacy. It's not like a doctor administered anything to you. No, and the person who did it, like... I know that I was like the second person she had ever jabbed with a needle because the pharmacist was like teaching her how to do it. I see. Whoa, Nelly. Chico. Anyway, sorry. Come on. Go ahead. Go ahead. Anyways, uh, you guys learned and I've learned that I like it's almost like a stutter, but I stammer. You've noticed that probably. <laughs> you've, no you've noticed that probably. Let him go. He's fine. Just he wants to get comfortable. Yes, Kamar. I've Kamar. Kamar. Uh, I've noticed that you. I have uh, a stammer, but but it, I looked it up. It's not like a stutter. It's it's um, some sort of uh, catch yourself right before you talk because your your thoughts aren't clear. Anyways, when I'm rusty, like trying to remember, my, like I said the right words, but I didn't say them right. Do you know what I mean? I don't think it's that you stammer. I think it's my that you like. That's what I was talking about. Everything that comes out is like intense and like fast. And is that maybe because like I've never. I, well, it's interesting no? with this, it's more uh, off the top of the head. You know what I mean? But if I'm doing my act, it's sort of something that I have memorized. Yeah. When I, when I, when I'm going through that, like, and it's chippy in my head, I really stammer. Sometimes people laugh and stuff. And sometimes it just, it's awkward, but Can I use that that's what I got to work on is my stammering. But this is a hilarious story. So, you know, I have four roommates. Yeah. I've got to lay it out. So it's not a. Confusing story because it's confused other people. Four roommates, got it. One roommate owns the house, three other comedians. Cool by their life. Hold on. You have four roommates. One of them owns the house. Yeah. So there are five of you living nope. in the house? Four roommates. I'm one of them. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm laying the whole thing out. Yeah, yeah, I gotcha. One of them owns a house. One of them is a special needs. One of them is um, the other podcaster. And then your other roommate. And me. No, you're the special needs. No. Oh, I see. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> this roommate um, has gone on tour. Selling to, Harveys. To give, yeah. to give away Harveys. Oh, sorry. Anyways, opportunity lifetime, it's fantastic. For him or you? Both. For I think everybody. It's good. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll tell you, it's not all good. Um, anyways, the night before he's about to leave, he's freaking out about this raincoat. He needs his raincoat. He needs all his gear. And I'm looking over, and his raincoat's draped over my chair. Now, in my defense, I asked months ago, is, does anyone own this raincoat? There's, the three of us are home. The guy who owns the place is not there. Are you following? Yeah, guy, yeah. So I hear him yelling. I run out of my room, creep downstairs, put the raincoat on the hook, up to my room, go to bed. Five minutes later, he's just screaming, Simon, where the fuck you? Like... I looked here, 
I don't say anything. Perfect crime. Next day, he leaves on tour. You know what I mean? Like, the perfect crime. Did he find his raincoat in the end? Yeah, that's what he said. He found it immediately after I put it on the hook. But I didn't say, oh, I had it. I just, I thought, you know. It's not the perfect crime if you tell a podcast full of people. (laughs) No one's going to get hurt. Well, listen, the end. Two days later, the roommate who wasn't there, I run into him and he goes, I saw you put Josh's (laughs) jacket back. He's watching you on camera. On camera. Get the fuck out of here. And I was, what the hell? And he shows me and there's me creeping. Putting that the jacket is back. hilarious. <laughs> it is hilarious. How many times have you like jerked off in this guy's shoe or something? Or his bed. That's yeah. what I was saying. Like, I guess you don't test the camera all the time. <laughs> Anyways, he, uh, he says, don't worry, I won't tell him. Two days later, the guy went to a couple towns, came back. I'm like, hey, what are you doing back? He goes, I had to come back to wash my raincoat because I'm bored without permission. <laughs> Because someone jerked off on it. He had to come back to wash his raincoat from Halifax? He was just coming back. He was just being passive aggressive. Gotcha. Revealing to me that he had been informed by the person who said they weren't uh, going to tell. So there's no trust in this house whatsoever. Not only is he watching you on camera, but he's also selling you out at the first opportunity. (laughs) Oh, and wait, it's not the perfect crime. You totally got busted. You got ratted out. It was until Until I found out I got surveilled. That he he lives in London. And then there's no code of ethics in this house. This is like that Bill Burr bit where he's he's talking to... uh, He had this like ex-cop on his podcast and he's like, so... I think I've I planned out the perfect crime. And the guy goes, okay, tell me. And he goes, okay, so me and my buddy. And he goes, you're caught. And Bill Burr's like, what do you mean? He's like, trust me. Fair enough. If I had pulled off that which I thought I had done, I wouldn't share it with you right now. But when I say goodbye to him, he would have said, you fucking, I know you took my raincoat. But he didn't. He didn't know. He wasn't sure. Your roommate is super <laughs> sketchy, man. The the guy recording you we're, all the time. We're shifty, man. And you know you would think you would think to yourself like, "Oh, fuck. Well, that guy has to like go through all that footage." That's not how it works, y'all. Like every time there's a movement, like yeah, the cameras it, it, are so good now, it can pick up human movement. So you don't have to worry about mice. And I know from like trail cams watching Bigfoot and stuff, like you only have to look for the spikes. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to, you don't have to watch 14 hours worth of film. You don't have to watch 14 hours worth That's of film. That's why I was concerned. Have you ever seen me jerk off on his oh, bed? Oh, dude, he's seen everything. Apparently not. Everything. You've why, never I, jerked I, off. Or Can we ask a better it. question? Why are you jerking off in others' beds? He's not. He, he just has. Kamar's like, it's I like a angle. change like of scenery. Yes. You didn't jerk off in his bed, but. The living room Like, couch. you probably picked your nose a million times. You've probably put your hand in your ass, smelled it, licked on your his finger. Bed? No, just in general, like, yeah. things you do, you know? Yeah. And he has Kamar it stuff. all on film. Yeah, Kamar stuff. You know, Kamar work. <laughs> it, was, it was eye-opening. I, 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 you're living in fucking... Surveillance statement. Yeah. Don't worry about the vaccine. Worry about your fucking apartment. Uh, Simon, how was your week? Simon, by the way, I just had a chat with your mom. Are you okay? Am I okay? Yeah. Are you dealing with Iggy okay? Is that a, are you okay? I know that's got to be tough. And we never really brought it up enough. But you just feel like bringing it up on air now? Yeah. What this is what hell? we do here. Uh, no. Okay. The, he doesn't want to talk. The dog. Is, no, I mean, it sucks. I don't, of course. I don't. I, listen, and, it also hit me this week, it, just that. That I was like, no one... No one else, when your dog dies, no one else oh, no one feels shit. It's not that they yeah. don't give a shit. Like no, no, no. I felt, yeah. you know what I mean? Oh, dog people give a shit. No, 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 no. But I see what you're saying. It's, listen. The 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 feel they have is like a fraction yep. 
if a fraction does even you know what i mean it's it's point one of what you feel yeah. and, and that just dawned on me this week that and these two little dogs we got like we got them at different times but they were definitely like kid filler we still had like we had our children well i have a stepdaughter first of all but yeah. my son he's 17 now so we had him pretty early so these dogs were filling gaps yeah so that's you know yeah just makes it harder whatever it's tough. Yeah, it fucking sucks, man. And my situation is like super ironic because we have three dogs. Sorry. Had. We, had, we had three dogs. Yeah. Our oldest dog should have been dead a long time <laughs> it's ago. It's like hanging on. She hangs on. The, this dog should have outlived the rest of them. He's gone. I can't even get the replacement dog because three dogs was too many. I can't get another dog to replace yeah. my dog who's gone until this ball. stupid old dog <laughs> kicks the bucket. But, you know, I can't yeah, yeah. really, like, wish that upon anything. Of course, no. God, no. And you must love that dog still, I mean, despite I, its age. I, I love it. Yeah. But it was always, like, I had Mud, which yeah. was my dog. Which is And past. then they had Pepper. Gotcha. And then I got Iggy, mm -hmm. who's yeah, now Iggy, gone. Yeah. And they got Millie, who I love, but, like... There was a clear division okay, of, yeah, yeah. of dogs. Yeah. I have no dogs. They have all the dogs. <laughs> sort of loud. Anyways, moving on. Yeah. Well, can I just say that this week it hit me that I, you know, I do feel it is more than a fraction that you think. I under, uh, you know. Thank you. Man. I just, I, 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 I you know, just the that. thought of it makes me sad. So I thought I was go. really upset and we were. That's not it. I, come on. Out. I should have called you during the week. I'm sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> I didn't call. <laughs> I was I was in the middle of a fucking rain jacket caper. <laughs> yeah, man. Couldn't really take the time out. <laughs> anyway, Simon, what's uh, what's grinding your gears this week, pal? Before uh, we get to Joe stuff, because we will get there, folks. Yeah, what's grinding my gears this week? You know, I mean, I've already talked about it, but those scooters, man. I'm glad it's winter because. Yeah. I was in a traffic jam the other day because of a scooter. He was out on the street. Mm -hmm. Which, by the way, did you see the video? It's like on, I don't know, somewhere. YouTube, TikTok. I don't fucking know. Where it's like a guy driving a scooter on the New York turnpike or whatever. Fuck. Okay. And he's on one of these, like, it's obviously better than the shit Kamara drives. Mm -hmm. But not by much. No, but it's personal. I think any company would have... That would be a no-go zone. Like the GPS yeah, but, would just shut oh, it down. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this was like his own scooter, yeah, yeah. obviously. But he's like booking it through traffic, not wearing a helmet. <laughs> like fucking idiots. Man. Free country, bro. Freedom. Live for your die. Anyways, those things should not be on the street. Like they should not be on the sidewalks and they should not be on the street unless there's a designated lane Bike for path. them. Bike path. Yes, exactly. But I see now even that on the bike pass, they have to post speed limits. So, dude, you'd laugh your ass off in like a foreign country, like the scooters we were in Thailand, scooter got you fucking go. scooters. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, I, even it's, in, in Europe. Oh, yeah. Like yeah, yeah. Amsterdam is fucking crazy. Amsterdam has five or six lanes of traffic. It's like sidewalk, bike path, scooter path, street. Scooter path, bike path, sidewalk. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. You got to get through that. It's like many. the 401 of you got to be looking every way, every which way. Anyways, yeah, yeah. Not. Uh, I listen. I oh, I watched that thing you sent me, Kamar. The um, what is he laughing at? 
<laughs> Nothing. Keep going. So when you look at your notes, oh, with, notes all, with all head, the technology yeah. we have before us. <laughs> I'm old school, Nothing beats man. a knuckle in a hand. Old school. Uh, I watched that uh, Tom DeLong interview you cool sent me. Cool stuff, hey. Well, the, the guy who was interviewing him there, that guy's a moron. Who is that? I don't know. Oh, I've never a, seen a that fucking, He's a fucking what? idiot. No, but some of the things he said were very yeah, interesting. Yeah, the missing oh, piece oh totally. I find it all very interesting. What what I find very interesting is that how it comes full circle. The idea that they may have these meta materials discovered from like a crash base or whatever. He's saying that they function on consciousness of some sort or through vibration which I found very interesting. And then you look back at like Stonehenge, the pyramids, all these places that were on these like fault lines, you know, these special power lines, it all had to do with vibration. And here we are just coming right back around. You the know? thing isn't flying, it's traveling through dimensions. Yeah, he, he was talking about it um, bending. Well, it's exactly what they've always said. It like bends the space time around it. Did you like it when he said we may be hiding something from... Yeah, yeah, I thought that was <laughs> like hilarious. He's in on it. Like, but it's, not, it's not like he tried and, you know, he, things are happening as far as he's concerned. Even his arch nemesis, Lou Elizondo there. Um, he mentioned him. Though. No, I know. I'm just joking. Oh, sorry. Um, he, when he's talking now, he's his whole thing is threat, threat, threat. And even he's talking about this consciousness thing. Budget, so there budget, is budget. no doubt that um, regardless of them lying and starting shit to make money. There is some part of this that has to do with. Thanks for watching, man. With consciousness, yeah. He never tells us jack shit about himself or his week. It's always what he watched, what he well, consumed. Again, Maybe he can squeeze is, some Bigfoot in there. Maybe is, some alien. That is my week. Like, Fair enough. I listened to Bigfoot. I watched a bunch of that's hilarious. When you say you listen to Bigfoot, I just picture you in your studio with like Bigfoot noises in the background. It's like a, you know, when you're at the spa and they have like pan flute yeah, yeah, playing yeah, like no, relax. Gotcha. And then every once in a while, there's just a Bigfoot call in the background. Well, in, in all fairness, I do listen to a lot of Bigfoot calls. Oh, I can imagine. By the way, a little bit about me. I've started up the uh, Bigfoot Sighting Society again. Whoa, nice. Yeah, we're on meeting, Instagram? We're meet, no. Oh, a real thing. Real put the thing. band back together. We are meeting once a month at Ward 14. So if there is any fan who lives in Ottawa who's serious, we don't want any fucking looky-loos. Unless you have, like, some serious insight to bring to the table. No, I don't need you to, like, be out there researching, but, like, you know, don't waste my time. Gotcha. But, yeah, you can reach me through Kamar. All right, my week was fine. How's your week, Matt? It was good. I mean, after winning that ticket on Sunday... That was very nice to cash out to work cash out two G's. That was helpful. And then I won another fifteen hundred on software wow, on Wednesday. Just, we go. just I meant to tell you this last week. It's way easier for us to be excited for you yeah. when you're tossing a little bit of cheddar out, you know? <laughs> <laughs> this fucking guy. Thank you, Simon. I'm, I'm happy. For next yeah. time. Okay, for sure. Next time. I don't know. I felt, I felt excited. I, I got it. You did. It. And I was like, cool, Matt won. But like if he wanted like a lot of emotion. This guy's hilarious. Oh, no, he's got me in the spirit. Of, little I, bit of I will do all the work for him, too. I'll be like, Simon, I have money in my account. Slide me five. Make some picks. And he's like, mm, that seems like a bit too much work on my end. And I'm like, what, are you fucking kidding me? Like, I literally, I will walk this horse to water. And he's like, do you want to splash some of that water up in my face for me? Like, oh, no, fuck. But, but what about us staking you? 
Uh, that's interesting. Well, we could work. I mean, I lose often. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's the risk reward yeah. of this thing. Like my buddy was like, "Why don't you send me my picks?" And I was like, "Because I don't, I don't want to lose you a ton of money." Like, <laughs> if you have a nice pick, that you think is good, you can tell us, okay. and we can make the same pick again. Carolina, literally, I had a ticket for today. It's Sunday right now at like five. I had a ticket for today that was another twenty four hundred dollars. I hit everything on it except for Carolina. They fucked me large. Your Giants came through in the clutch. Anyway, that was my week. Let's go through the guest list. We really do eventually rate. We do the Joe stuff. We just, you know, got to get to know us a little. I don't think anybody gives a fuck about the Joe stuff. Okay, well, I'm just listen, saying. I'm just amazed I, anyone listens. I don't care about the Joe stuff. Listen, we're three. We're literally like a week away from our three-year anniversary. I'm still shocked that anyone listens. Thank you guys so much. Kamar, That's who was on great. this week? Oh, thanks for asking, Brother Matt. Uh, first, we started welcome, off comrade. with Austin's newest resident, 1721, Michael Malice. Followed by, I don't know, this guy was close to like almost an Indiana Jones. Bartow Elmore, 1722. The sleeper hit of the year. Finished with some really, really constructive mindfulness discussion. 1723, Amisha Sounded like he just made up a name there. Yeah. Amisha <laughs> uh, I give the week a three. I'll go first. A three. I'll also give the week a three. I'm thinking like four, seven. Wow. Holy sweet mother of God. What? Fair enough. He really liked the mindfulness. He obviously loves Michael Malice. There's no... And then uh, I think Michael Miles was the weakest of the <clears throat> week. Uh, not on my of list. The, oh, also we have Shevchenko, but as we know, we don't do MMAs. I will list to that one though. I love Valentina Shevchenko. So She's I'm fucking awesome. At a Joe podcast week, topics he discuss, what he does. This is like almost a perfect week. There's a fighter I don't care for, but that's his thing. Um, May I say this though? I haven't listened to it, so this is just me. She's a really interesting person. Super interesting. She speaks like four languages. Well, that's what I was going to say. She's, I assume it will be like a Francis Ngannou type, which I think has been the best one of the year. Maybe. And looking at the weeks we've had in the past, this one really shone, I felt. Either way, I gave it a three. We'll get to why right now. Indeed. Four, seven. Yeah, I know. That's that's high. Listen, he, it's his rating. What are you, what are you doing here? I, I thought about it a lot. I don't think you did. Oh, I meant to bring Coke and Pepsi. Fuck. Okay, go ahead, Kamar. Let's start. That would have been so fitting. I know. I forgot to. But no, yeah. that would have been a major. I know. Moment. We talked about Coke. And you and drop the fucking ball. Seventeen twenty-one. Michael. We stop right Malice. now and drive out. For the record, some no. Coke and Pepsi. Get someone to bring it to us. Uh, I have the car. Ooh, we Mary could get can't. somebody to bring it to us. Get your mom to get it. I love how I do everything on this show, and you're telling me I dropped the ball. Can we go? Okay, Michael Malice. What number? You said it already. Seventeen twenty-one. Everyone's favorite contrarian. Now, can I have, a, I have a question first of all. Does anyone know the answer to this? Don't know the question. Was Michael Malice born in the U.S.? No, I think he was born in Russia. But we're making this answer. assumption, though, correct? We don't know for sure. I think he was born. Well, no, he said. I remember him saying that he lived somewhere. New York. Since he's been two. Why does that matter to you? Because the way he speaks, like, he constantly says. As a Russian, you know, socialism or this and that, I really feel it more than I like... I think he means a Russian Jew. Either way, my point is, if you grew up in Russia and then came here, I think that statement holds a lot more water than if you're like, I came to New York when I was two and lived my entire life in New York. 
Right. Because then, no no disrespect, yeah, you're born in Russia, but you are a fucking New Yorker through like, and did through. did his boyfriend grow up in... Um, Whoa, shots fired. Is he gay, name? Michael no. Malice? Oh. I don't know if he is, but I was talking about... Extremely. Um, is he extremely gay? Extremely gay. Oh, oh is he really? Know. I think oh. this is the only gay you can I be was just, I, that, I was joking because of Lex. Oh, his they boyfriend, are like yes. Best friends now. They live next to each other. Was Lex born in I Russia? I believe Lex was born in Russia. Uh, Michael Malice was born in the Ukraine. Okay. But well, he still, came that's... here when he was two. Oh, no, that, I said that. No, I think you are correct. Because, again, I'll, tell, I'll say this one more time. If he spent a good deal of time in Russia or the Ukraine, then fine. Benzhurst, Brooklyn, yeah. Listen, I think Michael Malice, for all of his good points is full of a lot of shit. I mean, you can't be an anarchist and not be like, let me put it to you this way. Michael Malice for all intents and purposes is me when it comes to like physique and that guy doesn't want to live in anarchist world. Burn the system down. I write on my iPhone to send out on Twitter. Like, well that too. But like I said, like him and I are the kind of people where if we lived in an anarchist world, I'd have no teeth and not because no one didn't like me, but so I couldn't bite on dicks. Like I would be, in some dude's harem. So I couldn't bite on dicks. Well, I'm just not that's a big funny. dude. So that's what I'm saying. Like, Michael Malice strikes me as the kind of guy... Now, he probably has a bunch of guns. And on that, he's like, well, this is why I want to live... I don't know. Go ahead, Kamar. What, what, what were you going to say? I was thinking the first hour um, was a necessary response to last week and everything that... To the CNN after, controversy what, what, stuff. What, yeah. Whatever happened. And um, I did feel like Joe defended Sanjay. Joe, Joe defended CNN. Yeah, well, Joe, in a weird way. In a in a weird way, he, he um, I think that's defended the head. I mean, well, he has personal ties, right? Michael Malice was there, like, let's take these guys down, yeah. and, and Joe went higher ground. Um, it was a bunch of mass COVID talk, vaccines, whatever. I I don't think it's even worth discussing the first hour. I mean, if you were wondering what his response to it was, which is why I think it was cool that this happened with Michael, and he didn't do it to one of the other guests. Yeah, you, you know what I mean. And had the whole week happen and he didn't talk about it at all, that'd be suspect. So this had to happen. And with Michael Malice, I thought it was cool. Um, There's a massive... Uh, well, hold on. Just back to this whole CNN thing. Um, so they pretty much... Everybody at CNN tried to frame it the same way you kind of tried to frame it last week. And Joe went out of his way to like say no. Sanjay Gupta does a really... Gupta, is that his Gupta, name? Yeah. yeah. He's a really nice guy, and he's being portrayed wrongly. How did I Even try by to, his own people. How did I try to frame it? The the, the quote from his thing? Yeah. Just the way I told it to you. But I didn't feel... I was explicit that I didn't think that's what happened at all. I thought it was a total cool civil discussion. Right. And I'm saying this is what is being said about that interaction. Gotcha. That's all. Okay. Maybe I made it seem like he was actually scared. Maybe he was scared. Who knows? He never, this is the thing. He never came off in that. There's no, I, I listened to that interview. At no point did he seem like a scared. I'll, I'll tell you the part after hearing like repeats, repeats, them being, playing clips of the Sanjay Gupta and Rogan. Clips, clips, clips. I did not like how Sanjay kept being like, so Joe, what do I got to do to get you vaccinated? Like your job isn't to go on there and fucking convince Joe Rogan to get vaccinated. You I know said though, saying? that's what he wanted. 
Like that would have been that would have been the scalp of the chief had he uh, let walk uh, down the mountain. Of course, with Joe but Bo- to me that's get back in his pocket a bit. That's the one part, dude. You are absolutely correct. He wanted Joe to be like, yeah, okay, let's just do it now on air. Well, I also think he's a doctor and he's trying to get a lot of people vaccinated. I agree with the optics of it for sure. Like you're saying, he would walk into CNN, the king of the fucking world. Well, and CNN also has for sure some sort of mandate to. I, I put think that I message per, out there. I personally think like Sanjay didn't do good enough in CNN's eyes. Oh yeah. I, I've been noticing new medical advisors. You know what I mean? Just creeping. Guys yeah. popping in. Sanjay couldn't make it, so I'll take it over. No, I, I think I agree with you, Kamara. I think they wanted him to go on there and take a way harder stance than he took and and they don't understand that had he tried to do that, it would have been what you said. Um, you know, Joe being a real fucking dick. I'm surprised CNN gave him the green light to go on because it didn't didn't make them look great at all. Like well, you'd think someone at corporate, a corporate lawyer would have been like, this guy's going to call us on this thing. Like he's going to, he's been doing it. Now we're going to send one of our guys in. He's just going to, not ha- sorry. No, he has to hammer it home. Right. And he did. It just seems like a weird flex. Yeah. It's not even a guy who's like a smooth talker. You know what I mean? Like Sanjay Gupta has the info, but he's not like, you know, if you're going to go in there to send a guy to like use car salesmen, smooth shit over, I'm sure they have a better candidate than that. I don't know. Maybe they don't. Maybe they don't. Well, send the president, Joe's buddy. That would have been the ultimate flex, right? I mean, but that's, you got to ask yourself right there. Like that's a weird conflict of interest on both sides too, isn't it? Where like, the head of CNN knows Joe well, and he has to be like, you'd think he had some editorial, like, hold on, what, what are we doing here? Like, we're a news network, and I don't, I know this, or I believe this not to be true. And then Joe also, like, like you're saying, it's odd that he would defend them after being like, they fucking lied. Like, well, is it odd though? Because he does it all the I don't time think it's odd. with I think Twitter. It's, I think it's, it's, yeah. it's being, right? it's like, called being a big, a big Twitter. Person. Twitter has to operate at scale, but my buddy Jack Dorsey wants it to be the Wild West. Like, no, probably not. You know what I mean? Yeah, but come on, the whole being the bigger person, like, you know, he also went off for the last week on how, like, they lied. Oh, he doesn't like Brian Stelter. But as he should, like, I um, agree. all he has is his platform. Yeah. You'd be a fucking fool not to use it. He gets into the end, and it comes around back in the third one, but it's like, I don't think he honestly lets any of this stuff bother him. Well, no, but it's like they, you know, it's funny because in the next episode, they talk about Barbara Streisand's house. Nope. And, it's this episode. Okay. And Joe kind of, in a way, like he could just ignore all this stuff, but it's great publicity for him. Well, this, the, I, I heard the pot. Dane Cook says that's the only way to do it. But back to the Streisand effect, I don't understand why um, CNN won't stop talking about Trump. If you turn it on today. Because they Twice. want him to be president again. Okay, okay. If that that's it, then that's it. But it's like, but that that makes the most sense, does it only, not? Like from a monetary from a monetary they standpoint, want him to be more to complain about him. Yeah, and just, yeah. Because more eyes on, right? Like that so to me. That that's what's going on in a capitalistic world. That makes the most sense. CNN low low key would love Trump to be back in because they're like our numbers have never been this high. And I, I hope I hope it backfires on him. Um, well, no, but it wouldn't backfire. Would be him not getting in right in this weird. Like, you hope it works. I don't need Trump to be president again. And like I said, I hope he doesn't win because I don't think people can handle it. I don't think it's a bad thing if he became president again. Um, well, if DeSantis runs against him, it's going to be weird. Well, 
I was going to do the post joke, but Mike Pence is thinking of running against him. Oh, that should be, <laughs> That'd be the best. That'd be fucking hilarious. If he has some dirt on Donald and can bury him that way. That'd be hilarious. Um, There was a great love fest for Lex Friedman. And who would have thought all these years later from the first time we met Lex and his one in death punch <laughs> to one, where he's become, eh? The death punch. It's fucking incredible, really, like, like you're saying. And by being a good person. Yeah. Not, being, not starting beefs, not being antagonistical. No, from literally just being like a hardworking, like weird, humble. Because like he never brags. Like he plays the guitar and the poetry stuff, which he we all. He annoys us sometimes. Yeah, yeah, but that that's who he is. That's who he is. And that's fine. Like, yeah, listen, Lex's podcast is incredible. I don't think, I think like Joe's podcast, I don't think every episode is for everyone. But I think he has a lot of really interesting people and topics. Yeah. Like some of the people are just. I only listen to like one in five, one in yeah. ten, maybe. Yeah. Like, but those ones that I do listen to are very good. It's and great. you can tell. I mean, again, if you watch the show on YouTube, his stack of notes for these podcasts is staggering. Yeah, he's not talking shit. No, <laughs> like no, some other podcasts no. do for the most part. Um, yeah, so they talked all about the mask vaccine. I don't want to get into it. No, there's no need. We've done this like... But I want to ask you a question for next time this happens, do you think we've learned something and are prepared? Or like something's... This has really got to be looked at. I, not that this is over or anything, but say 50 years from now, the other one, or 10 years from now, or whatever. We won't know until the next time. If they do the same lockdown shit again, then we've learned nothing. Okay. That's what, that's what I think. If, they, oh, I think the if real, they tackle it the same way, we've learned nothing. I think the real problem is the way we dealt with this one, that if a real, a real, real, like 10% mortality rate thing comes along, I think we'll deal with it so much worse. Because we'll be like, well, last time we just overreacted. You know what I mean? Like people will be- Oh, you're calling this almost like a cry wolf response? Yeah. Well, in the sense that like, think about all the, like, let's go with the people that really are against what's happening now. The next time something like this comes along, it would have to have a huge mortality rate for anyone to take it. I wonder. I think most people are like, we'll just, we'll do what's best for what we think is what's best. I, I wonder if people will come out of it like, ah, that was too much. I also like, no one trusts any sources anymore. So let's say it did have a 10% mortality rate. There'd be a million people online being like, well, this is bullshit. I have numbers from where, well, you one, know what I mean? One thing is glaring. If nothing else, like them making certain things stay open and other things close. A lot of hypocrisy. They close all the little guys and keep all the Walmarts. Like, there's no world where that makes any sense. So yeah. if we can't of- see that now, you know what I mean? Like, that, th- bring somebody on to tell me the argument where that makes any sense. Uh, I'm, the answer, I welcome it. The answer you know? is there's... there's there's a bunch of things you could bring up, but the answer is no. We we have to have learned something from this the next time this happens. I think the thing is they operated like they had to for this one. They didn't know how bad it was going to be, right? There was no measuring stick. There was no... There Sars. was nothing to measure it up. No. H1N1? It, no, no, those didn't, no, no, because those didn't they spread they, anywhere close remember to the Remember when, when this first started? Yeah. Like, think back. We had no idea. Like, we thought it was on the food. We thought it was... There was just no... Nobody knew anything. Do you know how many ICU beds there are in Canada? You yes. with the ICU beds? I don't know. Uh, 1,400. No, it's got to be more than that. 5,000. 3,200. No, right in between the two of us. I think next time we'll need more beds. 
If it, if it's even worse. Well, again, it's all about like, I don't know. I'd rather not think about it because, I mean, the real problem is this seems like the kind of thing now where if there is like a fuck, well, there's obviously rich people, but like the rich and powerful amongst us, they can use anything like this against us at any time now. Well, let's hope we become rich and powerful then. So on the right side. <laughs> um, <laughs> what a maniacal. <laughs> yeah, we've just added a new playing card to the deck. Like this one never existed, the virus card, you know, and now. Well, if you just look at the way money, if you look at the way money moved around in the last two years, it doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. And like, you know know what you're doing. Well, because the government's printing all of this money and then just who knows where it's going. Well, what's crazy is this week, the Federal Reserve made it illegal for if you're, if you're. I'm going to fuck this up. I, I only read a quick article and I can't regurgitate it well. But, but what I believe they put in place was that if you work for the Federal Reserve or anywhere in that whatever, like I was saying, you can no longer invest. All your shit has to be in the open and in a trust. That's good. That's great. But I was like, extend this to Congress and then we can really start seeing some changes. Yes, yes. It has to be all across the board. Both parties. And even then, it's it's not just because con- they'll find a way around it. You gotta, It's got to be their fucking loved ones too. No, no gains from someone you know who knows something that yeah. no one else knows. Or how about this? We like, assume that's how it is. How about now. this? Like Martha Stewart went to jail for insider trading. Martha fucking Stewart. And if you think about what's been going on for the last like year or two, it's something's rotten in Denmark. We, you're, I'm assuming that's the baseline that it has to be transparent, but clearly it's not. Uh, one of the things he talked about was the Kurds. Mm-hmm. And uh, remember, it was Mike Baker. Who, that was his reason. Why uh, they should stay in Syria. Do you remember that? No. The reason why we can't leave Syria is because the Kurds, they helped us oh, a they'll, lot. They'll get they're, wiped they're, they're out. Get yeah. That never happened. Just an interesting thing that never gets followed up on. Well, again, because Joe has Mike Baker on once every three months well, no, and they, they yuck it up. And and another place where Mike Baker dropped the ball. Dude. I thought it was a 2-4 there. So you have to look at the news as what... Producers think is entertaining, not as like informative. Like the big news. What? Sorry? You have to look at news like CNN, Fox, all those news as like it's entertainment more than um, information. Yeah, I don't think it's entertainment. I think it's narrative. But that's how they see it. This is entertaining. People tune in to see us mm, oh, have opinions like this. I see what you're saying. Sure. And, and that's how it has to be looked at. But that's how it always has been. No, I... I'm telling you, the news used to be someone sitting there ahead and say like eight stories and just the facts with no slant. I think you have this. But we believe, like, but we believe that they were just telling the facts. I think with you no have slant. this fairy tale notion of the way the news used to be. No, I don't. We had even less access to information at that point, and they were deciding exactly what eight stories you got to listen but, to. And you're like, yeah, yeah. They did it in a know? half hour. CNN is 24 hours a day and it's just like much music or MTV. It's the same three stories over and over again. Listen, I'm not, I am not sticking up for CNN. I'm not saying CNN is a good news channel. I just don't think we've always been fed the news that they want you to hear. It's not like you had, uh, in the good old days, they were giving us the real scoop. I just don't no, think no, that the, was the who case. Who knows what the real scoop is with the CIA involved. Go back and watch Dalton Nash and tell me, what he wants, what his opinion Colton is. Colton Nash. Colton Nash, one of Canada's best newscasters. Like there was, you, they were just drones 
repeating the facts. Oh. Now they talk like, and you can tell what they think is right or wrong. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Okay, so not about I, the validity of the reports. Oh, that's fine. I see what you're saying. It it, it seems uh, like there's a, a bias or a, a lean on whoever's delivering the news. Is what you're saying. And it used to be just uh, the, the the a straight man. The thing was exactly yes. And what I'm saying is the information that they're giving. You I agree. Yeah. Is still what they want. He agreed you to with that. Hear. Though. I've he never, agreed. So I've never agreed with the information. Whether they're doing it with a smile or a fucking mouthful of shit, like I, either way, it's still the same info. It's more insidious. I mean, I guess. They're pushing you towards a way. It, it almost seems more insidious the old way because now you know, like, these people have a bias going in. Before it seemed unbiased, but it was definitely biased. I think it has an equal level of insidity. I, I, I think, <laughs> I, I think sure. growing up, CBC used to have a lot more integrity, and it still has a bit now versus American television. You know what I mean? I mean, the weird thing about it was CBC, for the though, government, is, but not for a corporation. That's what I was saying, though. It's all—it's almost weirder having a government-run news source, right? Yeah. Well, PBS Frontline. I mean, but I think PBS isn't the government. That's public broadcasting. I, they get money from the government. Well, yeah, but I mean, Frontline is also kind of an outlier. Uh, it, it, well, there is news out there, just not the mainstream media. Um, you guys both saw Lord of the Flies. I have and read the book. Yes. I read the book. I don't know You've that I saw the, the movie. movie Lord of the Flies. You have with the fat little kid. Probably. With the Listen, if you want to do it. They I, talked about the degradation of society and brought up Lord oh, of the Flies. Oh, that's the movie you want to do? Yeah. Pretty shitty, huh? That's not pretty shitty at all. It's amazing. It's the JRE movie game. The time has come again. For Matt and Simon to rack the brains to guess the budget in the box up. We all know. Tyler, thank you. Lord of the Flies, it's the movie game. Every man for himself. This is every week, Simon, go head to head to find out what year a movie came out, how much it cost to make, and how much it made at the box office. This week is Lord of the Flies, because they talked about directly, which is the criteria for the game. Story about <laughs> a fucking guy. group of school kids who are uh, stranded on a uh, desert island, and they have to fend for themselves. I don't know who it was, but this comedian was saying, yeah, I got stranded uh, on a desert island. My top five albums did nothing for me. <laughs> um, directed by Harry Hook. That's based on joke. Lord of the Flies by William Golding. And The Rate of Spring by Igor Stravinsky. It's a double credit. That's here. Balthasar Getty. Does that name ring a bell? Yeah. He's an actor. They're all kids actors. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Firth. Daniel Pippoli. I think that might have been Piggy. I don't think any of these names are going to help us. In uh, James Badgedale, Andrew Taft, and Edward Taft. Oh, there's twins. <laughs> you loved Lord of Flies, right? I loved it, but I just don't remember oh. anything about the movie or when it happened, or like yeah. I can't, I can't place it in time. I can't. Me neither. I throw. Out, I have three random numbers here, but let's start with the year, Simon. I said, uh, I said eighteen. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I feel like I you was wrote th- down nineteen ninety nine. No. Oh, it was English. Everyone took it in English in grade. That 10, says nineteen ninety nine. I can read. It says nineteen ninety four. Okay, and then I was about to do okay, something okay. else on top okay. of it, and then you said a number, and now I'm recontemplating. I also, things. before that number, said I have no fucking I idea, know, and listen, took a while. I understand. Guess. I'm going with what I originally thought, which is this. Okay. okay. I said eighty nine. Ninety four. 
I should have gone with my second guess, which was nineteen. And you, you say you only read the book and you never saw the movie. Listen, we might have. It might have been a movie that they showed us in school, like after we read the book, because they did stupid shit like that sometimes. But I have no recollection of the movie. But whatever, I'm playing the game. I was one year no, off. No, no, you're, you're, I'm yeah, not I'm accusing you of anything. Um, how old were you in 1990? Seven. Problem. <laughs> it's I mean, not that bad. It's, it's a PG movie. But I keep th- in mind too, this was a movie like everyone read the book in school, right? This was like everyone mandatory read reading. Book. Yeah. Okay, I'm ready. What's the moral lesson we learned from it? Well, according to Michael Malice, we learned the wrong lesson from it. Um, but the moral lesson is don't ever get stranded on an island with people. Yes, yes, yes. But again, Michael Malice, and we'll get to this. Some of his arguments, you know, he says these grand statements. And then the follow-up for it is just this weak-ass argument. But he's just a troll, so... Yeah, but that's what I mean. He's out, out on everything he says. Okay, Simon, uh, you want to go first or you would like me to go first? I can go first if okay. you want. I said it cost $12 million to make and it made $56 million. Dude, we're so... This is crazy. I said 18.9 and 56.7. Ooh. It cost $9 million. Ooh, Simon. Ouch. And it made $13 million. Oh, oh wow. Big okay. stinker. Well, we Big is stinker. Crazy? Auto is loss. crazy? I would have thought it would have made a lot more. I don't think it won any awards. I think, and I don't know if a ton of people read the book. Yeah, I like, think kids wanted to see kids in a movie and maybe not adults as much. Or maybe it was looking into the abyss. You know, when it looks back at you. People didn't want to see human nature displayed like that. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I think we read it as part of our curriculum, or we did as part of our curriculum. I don't know if it like that generation before us did, so you would have had to have read it for fun. And how many people out there were, you know, I, I just, I mean, Lord of, Lord of the Flies is a classic, is it not? I mean, it is, but uh, anyways, okay. Well, no, I was asking. Yeah, I, yeah, I, 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 I failed know. high school. That, so. that, <laughs> I would That's why to, I jumped it is at the movie game, but. Uh, I would have to ask my parents if like they read it as a part of their school. Or, yeah. or your son, if he read it. They, they don't read man. now. Because they, they have to read it. No, no. They do, but I don't know if it's part of the curriculum anymore. Well, that's the movie game. Go and check Lord of the Flies. Highly suggested. Um, then they talked about corporations, but I don't think we have to get into corporations because we'll get into it in the next one. Okay. Well, they were just talking about uh, Pfizer sponsoring. Like, There's no need to get in because the next one is all about corporations. It's true. Um, isn't it weird that there's people out there that sort of rub you the wrong way that you don't know? <laughs> like everyone. Yeah. That's, that's, like that's that's wasted energy. It must be. You know what I mean. You're, you're in a better place if you can let that go. Mm-hmm. I mean, but what do you mean? Like sometimes I just see someone and they rub me the wrong way. I don't hold on to that for the day, though. Yeah, and it really doesn't like do anything. It kind of just occupies my mind for a second. But it might be misguided that if you met them, you'd like them. Oh, it's, it's almost always misguided. So it's just it's just a weird thing we do. Like we have to have enemies or like. It, I mean, this might lead to the third one a bit but it was just an observation so i'm not trying to say anything no it's fine do you guys did you guys think andy kaufman was funny he wasn't my cup of tea but i can understand like listen when someone can play a character like that like and really live it for that uh, that's incredible you think it might have been like sort of a case of the first to do it it probably yeah better i love the idea of like you having this separate Character. That's Tony Clifton. <coughs> That's the Andy singer? Kaufman. 
Yes, but I, he, he did stuff as Andy Kaufman as well. No, no, but I'm just saying that to me was his genius. Was He was like the first one that I know of that had that alter like, ego. Alter ego, exactly. And that to me is hilarious. Like, I don't care who you are. Even fucking uh, the cowboy singer there. The cowboy singer. Clint Black oh, yes, is yes. also this like Sterling. Oh yeah, yeah. It's just oh, that. again, they both suck. <laughs> both his egos. The Andy alter Kaufman and, and Tony Clifton. No. Will you stop moving that fucking mic? I swear to God, I I adjust it and then you still somehow it's like I look away and you see. No, um, Clint Black and fucking whatever is Garth Brooks. That's Garth Brooks. Yeah. Garth Brooks. That's who I. What's know. his al- alter ego? I forget the Clint name. Black, is I it believe. Clint Black? I don't no. think that's it. Clint Black, Clint Black is, is an, an actual yeah, country singer. Yeah, yeah, his alter ego is. He's talking with the authority, like, well, I don't. Really no, but know. he's right, and I am right. Anyways, I find that very funny. And did you guys watch that movie, The Twenty One Faces of Michael Chris Gaines? Thank you. You're Chris welcome. Gaines. That's Garth Brooks. That's alter Garth ego. Brooks' yeah. alter ego. It was going to kill me. So, um, the Twenty One Faces of. Michael, somebody. It was about the oh, guy. the guy with multiple personalities. Yeah. I never ended up. I, it's on my list. Anyways, the um, I was talking about it with somebody I know the other day, and they were like, "I was like, so do you think he did it or not? Because that's kind of like the crux of the whole movie." And he's like, "Well, I don't even think the thing, the sickness exists." And I was like, "Oh, so you're not even debating well whether he had it or not. You just don't even think anybody has split personality." I mean, that's a weird stance to take. I, that's what I thought too. But I imagine <laughs> that um, like these alter egos yeah. is like the like the junior version of a split personality, you know, for some of these people. Like especially Andy Kaufman. He seems like he had a couple of screws loose and Tony Clifton might have been like one of his alter egos or split personalities. There is no one person. Well, I listen, like, I believe that that's a thing. Whether that guy is guilty or not is a whole other question. But, like, you go through enough trauma, I imagine that you're. There's too many instances of it happening. Split. There's too many instances of it happening fracture. for me to think it's not real. I mean, yeah, who knows? That's a, that's a big nut to crack, you know? Oh, I guess. So, your answer is you don't think it's funny, but you get it. Your answer is you think it's very funny. What are we even talking about? Andy Kaufman. That's the only thing. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I don't think he's funny, but I do. Like, I'm not one of those, like, I fucking hated Andy Kaufman. He was funny on Taxi. Yes, as an actor. As a That was a funny role for him. That little guy there. Yeah. Whatever his name is. He's definitely talented, but I just now, I don't think I ever fully got it. No. Um, I'm with you. I'm with you, Kamar. I read a murder mystery called The Dictionary. Turned out the zebra did it. <laughs> he told that Stephen Wright joke. That was hilarious. That was funny. Thanks God for Joe calling out Doug Stanhope with his standing shows. Did you ever go to a Doug Stanhope show? Uh, I did, but it wasn't. No. Yeah, I went, but it wasn't standing. It wasn't standing. You, you went once and it was standing, right? It's it, a terrible. It's a terrible It's the worst way, way to, to watch. First it's of all. Worst. It doesn't even make sense. No and respect. how did Joe need that for like, it's so self-evident. Nobody wants to go see a show fucking standing up. But no one's told Doug. Like, what? Are, I think this information's got to get back to him. No, they probably did tell Doug. He was like, "Fuck you! If you want to see me, that's you my stand. that's my only criticism." Of Doug said, "Love is a comedian. Love his podcast, but 
But standing shows, like, fuck you. But man. what do you mean? He only does standing shows? Uh, every show I've, when he's come to Ottawa, has been. He was at uh, Zephod's, then uh, he did Babylon. one at Babylon, yeah. It was all standing. Dude, if I had if I had well, to stand in one place for a half hour, why, my shit is like There's small theaters he could do. It's Doug Stanhope. They were always packed and sold out. Anyways, yeah. I just fuck you, Doug Stanhope, and uh, agree with Joe. Whoa. Whoa. I don't know I about don't, fuck no, you, I don't Doug agree Stanhope. With but what you just said. Okay. No, I'm just you saying. go to your comedy shows with standing crowds and help. Kamar, sometimes you end like you get the last word. And I just wanted to make sure that it wasn't like we I don't agree with that. Like standing comedy shows. No, I just don't think Doug Sanhope is a piece of shit. Or do I? I, I said I love his podcast. I love his comedy. I just fuck him for making people stand. Uh, that's like two out of three is love. One is fuck yeah, you. Listen, love. hey, listen. Did Take you did you get around to seeing the Chappelle special? You hear how he Jewed me? I twice heard that. There? I heard that. I meant to watch it this <laughs> week, um, but when I went to watch it, my daughter was in the room and i knew that was gonna be a whole thing so no way <laughs> she would have got totally offended fuck it she would have got totally offended yes <laughs> now listen i haven't seen i haven't seen it so, so i can't really talk about nope. shit but no i do want to ask this question because i saw that maddie got angry at eric weinstein for right for well posting. i found it interesting that he showed up to the to you didn't see that no no Oh, no, I've, no, he was at the thing on, on the side against Dave Chappelle. Yeah. It, it, too far, too far, you don't understand. Yeah, yeah. Now well, I, no, he's allowed to, listen, he can protest what he wants. I just find it a weird conflict of interest where, like, you use Joe Rogan as a jump-off point all the time, and now you're going to go try to cancel. If he canceled Joe, it might be egregious, but he, that's how he felt about Chappelle. Did you see what I sent you? Yeah, of course, yeah. That was hilarious. It goes on too long. It yeah, does go on too so long. stupid. But it... It is, it's, it's six months ago. But, but what I, what I was going to ask about Chappelle yeah. is why at this point does he want to, like, he's already done the whole trans jokes. Like, he did it in a special already, you know what I mean? Because he can do what he wants and he's angry of about it. Of course he can do what he wants. So he wants to have, like, this fight. I he, just he, he doesn't just have to, say, to he doesn't have to he, do it. He could have done something totally different and not brought this upon himself. Is all I'm saying. Like, why make your life harder? I don't think he because he's the greatest comedian of all time. And he thinks that's what he should do. But okay. he wanted to say there's no protective class. We're all fair game. That, I think that's what he's saying at the end. And he said, "You have to watch it. There's no I, I, point discussing." Absolutely, it. <clears throat> for sure. Um, we you surprised by the backlash? No, this is how the, first of all, if you, I saw some photos where if you really like pan, if you zoom out, there's a, not that many people. Well, it's just the employees of the company. Sure. And then B, it was most like, it's just a ton of media. And then I was thinking about it. I was like, I was like, there's like, I think there's like 20,000 John Deere employees on strike right now. I haven't there seen. Are. See, Exactly. Why you looking to buy a fucking tractor? They're on strike because they don't want to get vaccinated. No, no because oh. they want they want to get paid. CBA. They're like they're like right now. John Deere is having record fucking record yeah. year. Their stock is at its all time high, and they're oh, like, so and, they're, and you guys are paying us nothing. So we want a new CBA, gotcha. and we want to get paid. Gotcha. Again, it's interesting that the media decides they're like, well, this Chappelle trans outrage, that's going to get a lot of eyes. But they're like, well, this John Deere thing. No one needs to see that. They'd rather the people be worried about that than the labor. Well, we'll see how long it continues in the news cycle, but I thought it was stupid. 
But I, I did say I, I, I think people are going to get offended after I saw it. Oh, I knew people were going to be offended. When you, if you go and read the list of demands from the Netflix employees, it's, it's pretty egregious. Um, I don't understand when we started like talking about comedy specials. Like, is this okay? Do you know what I mean? Like, it, it's the same vein as um, music almost. Dude, people nowadays act as though if something is available, it is therefore being forced upon them. And that I just don't understand. Like, if you didn't like or Marilyn... searching did, their battles. If you didn't like Marilyn Manson back in the day, turn the radio off. Don't buy the CD. Like, no one's forcing... Dave Chappelle's special being on Netflix, that you don't have to watch it. Like, I think Nanette is terrible. I don't want it removed from Netflix because Diablo it's terrible. The Diablo Avocado yeah. would be the kids. We just talked about the last week, though. You watch violent movies with your kids. I don't agree with it. I'm just saying that would be the only argument, I guess, would be. I grew up with Andrew Dice Clay. I mean, he got banned, but it wasn't like he has to be stopped. They just shut him down. You know what I Who? mean? Andrew Dice Clay. Okay. Like he got banned from MTV. Sure. And, which helped him, and he's doing well. It's all right for offensive company existence. It's, like, it's not like it is uh, an attack on people. Let me give you a perfect example. All three of us saw Raw or Delirious, whichever one is the one where he's wearing, or he's, le- he's in leather and both. Raw. We all grew up on Raw. None of us hate gay people. You know what I mean? Like I saw that at a Define very- hate. I, <laughs> I saw that at a very, very young age. And- I don't know. I didn't grow up being like with that yeah. attitude. You know For I mean? sure. It took a long time to get um, faggot out of the lexicon. But, In all but fairness, it's gone. It is gone now. 25 Sure, but the point is, is like you just said it, so it's still here. Well, I said it in the context of what we're talking the about. The guy got fired for doing that on Netflix. Yeah, well, this ain't Netflix. My you, point, oh, though. Man, we can't fire you. Again, I wasn't. it wasn't derogatory. I was pointing out that you that was a word. You still have to review it if you could be fired. Be. Oh my God, he can say faggot on the show if he wants. There we go, now we got two of you to review. (laughs) Anyways, I'm I'm sorry. sorry. I'm sorry, folks. Um, Point is, that's a word that used to be said a lot. I agree. My point, though, simply is that we also grew up with that word, and now we don't say it, and now gays are fucking living the life in most places. I'm sure if you live in Mississippi, it's probably not a great time. Or the Middle East, or other places. I meant in North America. We don't deal in Middle East talk here. That's not how life works. But the point is, is like, I don't think that people watching Dave Chappelle's special are going to go out and commit a hate crime. I mean, again, that, that, we keep moving the bar on what hate crime this, is. This is the point. Uh, it's like under the um, protection of entertainment, you know what I mean? It's like cause or whatever. Cause correlation. But like Joe Rogan's podcast is entertainment, but sometimes he can say stuff like you wonder if he should say. You know what I mean? It, like get, it, it creeps because it is just entertainment. Listen, uh, you know what? Like adults are more um, impacted than kids are. I mean, listen the way the fact that we're even talking about this. Like, I've been rewatching Seinfeld because it's on Netflix. Wrong, so so wrong, eh? Well, yeah. There's a lot of stuff where I'm like, whoa, this like this wouldn't That's fly weird. in a fucking. But I also think about it. And I'm like, but who who gives a shit? Like, I know in my heart of hearts. Now, keep in mind though, I read a book back in the day when I was living in New York. I read a book by this guy. Um, who had auditioned to be on Seinfeld and he got the part and they wanted him to play the Puerto Rican pool cleaner. And he went in and he, he did the part just like as he, as he would. And they were like, no, 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 you're not Puerto Rican enough. And he was like, 
what? They're like, you're not being Puerto Rican enough. Like you really got to Puerto Rican it up. And he was like, the fuck are you talking about? Like, first of all, I'm, I'm half, rob a he's like, I'm half Puerto Rican. So point is they then fired him and they got a guy who, who would Puerto Rican it up. So, I mean, I guess in a way, I don't know. You know how the, the argument about the bathrooms. Yeah. And my point was always, look, um, you could have people trying to juke the system and going in there and taking advantage of kids. You know what I mean? That is a possibility of something that could happen. More likely, though, and this is on me, more likely than that happening, that person who is forced to go into the men's bathroom dressed like a lady is going to have something happen to them. Yeah. That, Statistically gonna, speaking, that is correct. It's going to happen a hundred times more, you yeah. know, like a hundred to one. So on that vein, and listen, I'm, I'm totally willing to like, I see that now, you know what I mean? In that vein though, like I see Dave Chappelle, he, there's some injustice in his eyes, protected class. Why are these right? But like, if, if, you're hurting these people in any way. I just don't get it. Like, well, because, but that's the problem that he has. Again, you do have to see the special. special. I think that's a big important, like to, to decide if what you think is right is right. Mm -hmm. Like one of the jokes, like one of the jokes is about how Caitlyn Jenner won woman of the year. He was like, she had a pussy for one year. How's that? Not even a year. You know what I mean? And like, I have no problem with Caitlyn Jenner jokes. You have to watch. It. There's no point. Yeah, you, you really do have to. Watch and I, it, yeah. and I'm not trying to take anything from what you're saying, but it's like there's a story in it that you specifically have to. You see it, you can come back with the same opinion, and you're more right than if you see it. Say sure. I don't sure. see. I guess it goes back to my initial question, which was, does he have to do this? You have to see what he did to see if he. You were. It's true. Like, so what we're talking about. I, this is like the Sam Harris it? thing. Okay, 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 without okay, without okay, the fine. without the appropriate context. Fine. And I'm not. No, we're not angry. No, no I understand. No. Yeah. I understand. It, just, it, it can't be they yeah. flushed out without you having that part of the yep. knowledge. Fine. Uh, the, <laughs> then they talked about the hypersonic China missile, which I don't understand what that's about because we've agreed China can't destroy America because it needs their money to buy other shit. So I wonder what that was in the news for. You know what I mean? Eventually, somebody is just going to be like, we don't give a fuck about economics. Yeah. And they're just going to blow somebody up. China, you mean? Or, or Russia sell this or fucking Saudi China Arabia has the missile, or so it's not whoever. Them. We don't know who has what. Oh, so why, then why would they... China didn't have to tell the world they had this hypersonic missile. I don't know why. I got to be honest. Why if they the got, if they're telling you they have a hypersonic missile, then they have a fucking Simon is missile that bends space time. As shitty as the Saudis are, I don't see it being them. Don't you forget the Saudi? Sure. I just mean I. I was just spitting names yeah, off yeah. the top of my Fair head. Fair enough. I'm just thinking. I you know they Whoever, haven't made in the shade any little country yeah. who has a beef with America cannot afford hypersonic missiles. You don't know what they can afford. I mean, if the U.S. gives them to them, that's always well, leaves that's always there. the workaround, right? There <laughs> that's a big thing. In a hurry. I just feel like we've agreed that China needs America to make money. And so it's always weird when, like, this is an escalation of war. I mean, keep in mind, you know we're I mean? morons. So China could easily be sitting somewhere going, we have every reason to go to war with the states. And what if they don't kill everybody here? What if they just take them, like, make them 
prisoners who have to spend money still in their economy. Well, maybe they like, already are that. There's other ways to skin this cat. Oh, that's a whole China thing. Wow, Simon. <laughs> canceled already. Uh, <laughs> Double canceled. Recipes of Live Leak. I was what? never. I was never you on Live Leak. Well, no, it's down. So. What did you say though? Rest Rest in in piece of Live Leak. Live Leak was a place where you go see people die, car accidents, whatever. And it's gone. It, it, it's it, no it more. Yeah, no longer profitable. Then Joe says, "I think I'm getting to the point where I'm just bullshitting." <laughs> <laughs> like in this podcast, two hours in, but I'm like, I think the whole time you've been bullshitting, Joe. And, I love you for it because he was drunk. Like sober October's out the window. Oh yeah, I think we got um, our wish. Uh, but we I got think, our wish. I think one of the things, and I think he said it in the third. Hallelujah. One, the COVID, the pressure, the all this talk about has gone to him, and he's sick of it and just wants it to go away. I think he's well. also again. He's opening a club. You know, he's got a lot of. I cannot wait to hear that story. This has become like the read the last. Yeah, you got to read know? the book. Got to buy the book. But you can't even buy the book. Mm-hmm. What the fuck happened with that club? Um, Michael Malice can't drive. So if you were someone who cannot drive, you would be looking forward to a self-driving car? That seems like the easy way out. That's such a weird statement to me, though. I feel like when someone says they can't drive, they just don't... I think what they're saying is they don't know the rules of the road. because, like, Yeah, and they've never driven before. Well, that, that's, that's what I think they meant. Yeah, but I mean, if you put them behind the wheel, I'm sure he could successfully navigate around a city. I like, don't think so. You don't think so? I think you'd be surprised, yeah. Acceleration, like, okay. brake, just if the whole... You're, a if you've never, like... I guess. If you didn't drive go-karts or anything like that. I guess. I mean, again, I grew up playing video games. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. New York City, that, one ways, and just like... Ah. That helps too, Matt. Yeah. Like, I think guess, about yeah. some, you know, kid who's never done any of that stuff. No, it's a good point. I'm just using my... Like, I don't know. It just seems... Driving seems very intuitive, almost like riding a bike, which I assume he's done, right? Like if you ride a bike, you can probably drive a Who car. Who knows yeah. what Michael Malice has done? Guy seems like a real odd duck. Um, Joe acknowledged the comparison post when he was saying uh, the vaccine mandates are like the, the Holocaust. And people were like, they can't do that. He was just saying uh, authoritarian rule. If so yeah. maybe, Joe maybe, cannot see. Maybe if he posts that and doesn't keeps the Holocaust out, is that offensive or inappropriate? I would try to leave the Holocaust out of most things. But, but, Comparison. But it was like Stalin, this guy, that guy. Again, you know I, I just, mean? it was such a weird video to post. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying it wasn't true. I'm not, it was just weird. It seemed very like um, propaganda ish. Well, he acknowledged it. He acknowledged it. So he didn't just put it out there and he said what he no, thought. He acknowledged it way later. Oh, did you find that he was maybe calling Joe out a little on Brian Callen? I did not notice that at all. That's there not was like notes. a whole part where they were talking about, uh, no, it's not. Not supporting notes. Callen? Not Callen in particular, but friends uh, who are going through trouble. and. No, I, I didn't think that. I didn't catch that I either, don't no. know. I, I think Joe is the hand that feeds, you know, like Mike Malice. If, if, um, Joe stopped being friends with Brian Callen. Michael Malice wouldn't be like, oh, bring him back. He'd be like, more time for me. But yeah. not no wishing no ill against Brian Callen. It's true. I feel like people that go on Joe are like pigeons in the park, and Joe's an old man that just has all the breadcrumbs or the bird seed. Well, what I thought was interesting, and we'll talk about it in the last episode, but that lady said, you know, 
They all told me I was crazy. I was risking my career coming on here. Like, it's not the same for everyone. We look at it, everyone has a bump. It's true. And I think depending on what you're hawking, you know, <laughs> it could go real kind of awry for you out there these days. I mean, I really wonder though, like, is that just hyperbole? I don't think so. Not like in the real world. I think a lot of people, if you go on Rogan, you're tainted, you know? We're not going to buy your fucking paper no, You might be right. I just, I, I don't know. Tainted. I don't know. I think Joe really, they were talking about the, um, the Afghanistan kids that were killed. And Joe goes, could you imagine if that happened to Trump's or Tucker Carlson? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I think there's a lot of people that would be like, that's the best thing ever. Like you could have picked any other American citizen. I would think some people <laughs> think that was dog whistling, but. I just don't think he was thinking. I mean, listen, I don't like the Trumps. I wouldn't find it. I wouldn't cheer if a foreign he entity. Wouldn't. There were people who would. Yeah, but there's a lot of sick people out there. A lot of people think it's a good thing. And Tom Carlson as well. I just thought it was interesting. Any example you could have. He could have been uh, Tucker Carlson or Don Lemon. Like, like try to balance it out, but it just seemed to be, it was just weird. You know what I got to say? Maybe it's just me. I talk a lot of shit about Tucker Carlson because I don't like him. Um, I saw a video where this fucking internet troll saw him fly fishing in Central Park and he's videotaping the whole thing and he walks up and starts engaging Tucker Carlson. And I got to give the guy credit, like for someone on like, you know, he's obviously got a huge following. He's literally in Central Park fly fishing and he gives this guy like not just the time of the time of day, but like a really thoughtful conversation with him about fly fishing in Central Park and like. I just thought to myself for a second, I was like, this guy's trolling him and being a dick. Like, this guy's tr- just, you might not agree with what he says. He's trying to live his life. I don't know. We live in a fucking wild you world. I think like, it was weird that he was fly fishing in Central Park. I mean, I lived in that New York. seems so set up. Why? I don't know. I don't know. It just seems like a real, like, photo op thing to do. Nobody's well, fly fishing in Central Park. It's not where you go to fly fish. If you live in Central, if you live in first of all, you need rushing water to fly. Is there like a rushing river in Central Park? I'm being serious here. I understand what I you're saying. Like there's a, a huge lake, so I imagine. But that's not how you fly fish. No, but I think but you could like, you could catch off. other fish fly fishing. I don't believe it's just yeah, salmon. I, I think it's just slapping the top of the water. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Listen. What the fuck do I know? Listen. Well, he tells the guy he's like, I don't fine. often catch fish. Feel he like, says that, but he's like, like, I it's that there. whole thing was my simple. whole point. But why would this be okay? I don't either know. way, who cares? I don't know. My point was just like, he's not a bad guy. That's what you're saying. Well, I'm just saying people are so fucking. Like someone disagrees with you and you feel like you can go out and harass them in the real world. I don't know. Like even some of the well, negative. That's what I'm saying. At the top, people are, we're irked by people we don't know. And then you find out they're not that bad or whatever. Maybe Tucker was a me bad like example. I, I, I'm not. I'm sorry. I was just thinking. This is the look you had. It. <laughs> I was like, did I fart? No. Not sorry. Um, money, power, women. Joe was sure it was pussy. I yeah. I don't think that's a Bernstein bear thing. Bernstein bear thing. No, I think it was always women. Yeah. I think it was the women. And uh, played again, Sam. Did you guys know that? Yeah, I did know that, but that's that is weird because that was definitely like in the syllabus thought. of it was famous thought. lines. It was, thought. it was thought. I bet if you asked, you know, a hundred people, what's the most famous line in movie history? Some people would say that. Maybe, dude. Have you ever seen? Episode of um, uh, uh, 
It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, where they're on the uh, fucking Family Feud show. No. You've never seen that episode? No, the gang goes to Family Feud. Yeah, you have to check it out. The host is uh, Key and Peele, the tall one. Yeah. So that's really funny to begin with, but it ends up that Charlie is one of the people answering the questions, like, Playing Family Feud, yeah. No, 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 but I'm saying, like, you know when they say one out of a hundred people? He was one out of the hundred people answering, so all So he knew all the answers, answers, yeah. Dude, it is fucking hilarious, man. (laughs) I don't know why I brought that up. Me neither. Um, Do you think... Do you think there's... He uh, becomes a real dick, eh? No, he can. I've got to take a piss, and I have three notes left, and... Oh. I never saw that episode. Um... Do you think there's episodes where Jamie loves his research more than like there's certain ones he's looking up stuff like fuck I, I don't do you know what I mean? Because if Michael Malice was working him on this episode, I don't know. I assume Jamie makes such good money. He's like I don't give a fuck what I got to Google today. <laughs> I'm making bank, baby. I think the only time Jamie really cares about what's happening is when Joe is being like that unreasonable Joe. You know those interactions? I think those are the only ones that really piss Jamie off. Other than that, I think he's just like fucking whatever. I don't know. I feel again. Yeah, maybe. Because those ones are like the ones you would think about. If I was like, you know, my boss did that to me, I would be thinking about that that night, you know, like this guy, fucking guy, you know? I mean, I'm the kind of person where if the guest asked me to pull something up, I'd be like, I don't work for you, motherfucker. <laughs> Till the money was right. I'm not your Jamie. Yeah. Bring your I'm, own fucking exactly. Jamie. Dude, imagine you brought your own Jamie. Like you're, you have your own little you Google don't nerd. trust yeah. Jamie to do the looking up, and yeah. you brought your own. That is a well, that's sort of that's like, a flex. Uh, man. That's sort of like uh, the phone. That is a Siri or whatever is your own Jamie. Um, plastic surgery started from the war. I think I knew that though. I did not know that. I did I, not. Know I that did either. not know that. Well, remember, um, Mash? Boardwalk Empire. Mm. Remember the sniper guy had the, the guy with the yeah, face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it, it was like uh, we need to like fix these guys who are just getting fragged and blown up. Yeah, and plastic now turned into sweet tits for anyone who can afford them. Um, Thanks, wartime effort. I wrote down here hysterical, historical, but I don't remember the reference to it. But it seemed poignant. So I wrote it down. Sick note, bro. Too bad. And finally, in comic books, they never write Clint in capital letters because it looks like cunt. And yeah. it does. And if I ever call you Clint, I'm calling you cunt. Cool. Rated boys. That's good. That's She's a real Clint. <laughs> I like that. Me too. Uh, I give this one a three. I give this one a four. I will give this one a 3.5. It had to happen. It tied up everything. addressed it. It wasn't horrible. The first hour, I no, thought was I will a bit give much. this one a three. I will give this one a three. Sorry. Okay. All right. Well, we are going to take a break. We're going to let Kamar relieve himself. We're going to pay a bill, and we'll be right back. We're back. Seventeen twenty-two, Barto Elmore. Jay, if you're listening, I have Pokemon cards for you. Come and see me. My Jay. Go on. Wow. That's a weird flag. Take care of them, Jay. Pull it away from your face. It's a message that I had to relay. Barlow Elmore. Have you ever heard that name before in your life? Never. I thought it was a cool name. But this guy was a historian. 
who was just looking up historical facts and uncovered stumbled into this wild that fucking... Coca-Cola is the worst. Like we we know corporations are bad, but Coca-Cola is the worst of the corporations. Do you know what the irony of this whole episode was to me? Is I thought I was like, this guy's on like one of the biggest platforms in the world. And he's got this crazy story. He's got a book, I assume, right? Yes. Yeah. And then I was like, this won't do anything to their stock, but Cristiano Ronaldo moves a bottle of Coke away and says Agua, and they lose like $8 billion. That's my joint. They lose like $8 billion worth of market share in like five minutes. It's so like... Well, Coke is so far removed though. Have you ever met someone who worked for Coke? No. I met someone who worked like for a Coca-Cola bottling company, but they don't work for Coke. They work for... Do you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Did you think Coke was like a good company before you heard No this? companies are good, Simon. None are good, but Coke is the worst because it started Monsanto. As, as we Like, it's the root of all evil as far as corporations go. I mean, they wrote the book for like making it so they could only get cocaine and no one else could. And I mean, that is the fucking wildest and, part. And just branding something that's from someplace, like, it's crazy. Well, it just goes to show you how crooked the whole fucking system is, right? When you're like, they're so tight. These corporations are, they are the government. Yes. They, there's yes. no difference. They're so tied in with each that's other. That's fascism. I mean, once we made them... Once they made them people, that was the undoing of everything. And then the diffused responsibilities. Yeah. No, but it seems like there's fingers to point at. Oh, for sure. Do this. Um, did you guys know Dr. Pepper was the first? By a year. Did you know that, though? Uh, I don't think I, I think did. I thought Coke was number one. Or RC Cola. <laughs> I mean, Dr. Pepper is, um, that's brilliant for back in the day. You're like branding your drink yeah. as like this cure-all by S a doctor snake oil. who doesn't exist. I mean, it was kind of par for the drink industry back then, par for the course, if you think about it. Coke shipping and cocaine. These guys are calling it Dr. Pepper, whatever. Could you imagine if it had got so far that Coke was at communion? Because they were saying that, like, they were drinking wine and yeah, yeah. like, it very well could have been a staple for every time they drink the blood of Christ, it's Coke. Like, what's the difference in wine, Coke? <laughs> That would have been a full takeover. I mean, Coke is really tied in with like Santa Claus. I was just going to say Coke created Santa. That's uh, so there you go. They are the root of all and evil. That's become it is. They really are fucking it, part it, of it, the fabric of society. And it oh, is yeah. the most watered down form of cocaine there is. Well, that's so amazing. That fucking um, episode of Mad Men, the final episode, how it's the Coke commercial. I don't remember. Really? Yeah. He's off at that hippie commune and you think he's like going away to become a whatever that's going to be the end of uh, Don Draper. Don Draper. And then while he's there, they're all like sitting around in a circle holding hands. And he has an epiphany for the, if I could tell the world to sing in perfect, perfect harmony. harmony. Thank you, Kamar. You don't know that fucking commercial? No, he was like no. one. You don't know the famous Coke commercial where they're all, I mean, it's all the but hippies and they're you, all You love hands. Coke. Yeah, I have a problem with Coke. You, you consume Coke like the people that you're talking about. Yeah, I have a problem with, yes. You're addicted to Coke. Coke. I mean, I'm down, listen, <laughs> in the last month, I've cut down to one, uh, one Coke a week. Whoa, that's huge. I thought you were going to say a day. 
No, no. I give myself one a week. I drink mostly water. When I come to the podcast, I'm usually a bit tired. I have one Red Bull, so I allow myself that other sugary caffeinated beverage. Other than that, it's all water during the week now. There was a famous commercial, Matt, Mm -hmm. that was... I gathered that from what you were saying, yes. And this pulls it in, so it's like such a great tie-in because it's marketing and that's like the most famous commercial. And now that we know that like Coke rules the world... It's almost like when they figured out that they could no longer milk cigarettes. That was a dead industry. I mean, they the needed co- something else, and that something else was cocaine. I mean, the cocaine makes so much sense because it is just such a superior beverage to all other. It just has that. It's like that grown-up bite, but that what? caramelly like. Why is nobody talking about like, okay, so there was trace amounts of cocaine in Coca-Cola. Mm-hmm. What better way to get people addicted to your drink of choice than put something in that is actually addictive? Yeah. It works the same from that distance, Simon. I swear to God, it's a fucking $600 mic that is meant to pick up your voice. It doesn't have to be... You're good. You're great. You look good too. Joe I, has... Fucking dope ass mic things, eh? The arms, the arms. That's yeah. news. Everyone, so everyone just got those. Sweet, yeah. So sweet. They're on Join the, the list. Like, I don't usually care list. about that shit, but those things are. I know you're the type dope. of guy who'd want one of those when you saw them. Dope, but, but I'm everywhere. Not, Howie Mandel has them. They're all over the place. I also though, Kamara, I'm like, I'm Fraser not gonna waste them. our money on things we don't, don't need. I, I just, I love you know, the stand. oh no, I don't Simon think we should buy them it. at all. I meant if we got to a point where money wasn't really an issue, we would, of course, of course, of course. upgrade the table. I mean, I'd table. rather have, like, old ones, you know, like Art Deco ones. That would be cool. No, no, no. You want the... Oh, hanging, like, the old radio style. Oh, that would be neat. Dude, we'd have that for, like, a week, and you'd be like, this is the worst yeah. fucking setup I've ever had. Learn how to use When that you get, first. like, really animated, you gotta stand up. Yeah. And, like, pull the mic to your face. Watch, this mic's going right back where he wants it now. <laughs> That was all part of my plan, yeah. bitch. Okay, Kamar, keep going, buddy. Uh, decaf coffee is stupid. Don't you think? Well, well first now of all, that I know that it has caffeine <laughs> in it. But what was it? There was a point in time where people were like, I just can't sleep. No one can sleep. We're going to die. So they like it had to be invented. You well, know what near I mean? beer is stupid too, but you know why people use it. So decaffeinated coffee is the same thing but again there's there's no media so we can't tell what the what was going on in society when there was a need or a demand for decaf coffee I, I, that's a story in itself i believe well i imagine it's just what i told you you have people who are addicted to coffee who are trying to get off of coffee but they still want what they they just know. want the flavor of a nice cup of coffee it's like near beer beer is gross but there, near beer Beer existed, and then someone finally made non-alcoholic beer. Probably well, the same with coffee. 80s. You think decaffeinated coffee came first? And all I'm asking is why. What What was the catalyst for decaf coffee? It wasn't like um, I don't think the industry said we needed to make decaf coffee. I think there was just coffee, and then something was a catalyst that said, "Okay, people can't drink coffee, but we want them to drink coffee, so we'll make decaf coffee." Whatever that was. I think it's just that ba- like. Listen, people used to smoke a ton more cigarettes back then. Cigarettes and coffee went well together. I think a lot of people were like, but I don't want to drink a coffee at like 8 p.m., 9 p.m., whatever. So well, they were why like, why does near beer exist? This is what I'm trying to get at. I mean, again, I think it's, it's a, the exact same argument. I think some people like some coffee. people like the taste of beer. And like if they're at like a party or something, they want to have a beer, but they don't want to get drunk. Bingo. Some people like the taste of coffee. 
They yeah. like drinking it. They don't want to stay up all night. So that's where decaffeine gets. But so now that we were fought, staying up all night at one point, I don't, there's no choice. My question though is I don't drink coffee. Is there such a thing as a good decaf coffee? I don't know. I drink normal coffee. But I don't feel like, I don't feel I'm using it as a drug, but I'm sure a hundred years ago it was quite the stimulant. I mean, again, though, if you think about tea, like I'm sure there's a hundred different teas that are, there's we'll get, tea. No, 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 but I'm talking about, I was going a step further. I bet there's a lot of teas that'll get you high. Like they even talk about the, the original like coca tea. But there isn't coca, but you can't have coca tea because of. Of course. Yeah. Because it's why, well, you can't Coca-Cola, have cocaine. Yeah. Well, dude, that was like the biggest um, revelation to me in this was he was like, well, where does caffeine come from? I was like, well, I have never thought of that before. I know it's a thing, but I have no idea where they get it from. They got it from the discarded parts of the tea leaves that weren't being used for tea. So everything about this company is like this. I mean, hold on though. That's brilliant. Breaking the system brilliance. I know. Well, it's, no, no. Yeah, it's brilliant, but th- that wasn't enough. So they had to get the caffeine that they took out of decaf coffee. The point being, they're so ferocious. They're not worried about selling the product. They're worrying about maintaining the ability to make the product. Yeah, but again, this goes back is, to that, like the that slave, like, the slave know? that got freed and became the best slave master ever. Like, Coca-Cola is that business where they're just, everyone there is like, again, like the note the guy read where it's like, sell it until we can't sell it anymore. You know what I mean? That like. Well, we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, I have it as a part of the Monsanto thing. My bad. Sorry. No, no, it's all good. Um, They're just a brand. That's the other crazy thing about Coca-Cola. You know what I mean? Like the farms is something else and they just have everyone put stuff together. You sell it like. That's well, what I'm saying. I've never met someone who actually worked for Coke. Well, it's I met like people who drove for Coke, but that was driving for a truck company. It's like the um, McDonald's. You know, they bought their meat from a farmer at one point, and then once they got big enough, they were like, "Well, fuck it, we'll just be our own farms." Yes, yeah. right. All the franchises. Yeah. No. 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 Like. So it's not the same. I, I understand. We're saying like McDonald's bought potato farms all of a sudden. Instead of buying their That's right. fries to someone. Coke bought nothing. They're just the brand. You, we'll, we'll give you the recipe. You make it. You sell it. We get the money. I don't believe that, though. I bet Coke owns every bit of their yeah, logistics I company. Why, I, why are you saying that? Because he said it. He said Coke is just a brand. They, they, they're the middleman. They have everyone else doing everything, but they don't actually do anything. Yeah, but they probably own all those subsidiary companies. Like, like Dasani or whatever. Of course. Of course they own Dasani. No, but I'm saying, like, you're well, saying they don't own the farms that make the cocoa leaves. And I'm saying they Kamar, what we're do. saying is this. Like, McDonald's owns their entire supply chain, top to bottom. There's nothing that... There's no part of McDonald's that they don't own. They don't subsidize anything. Not subsidize. They don't... Uh, and I imagine Coke is exactly the same. That's my point. I assume Coke has their own shipping company, their they own, own so bottling companies. companies. I just pulled up, like, what Coca-Cola owns. Not as many as Pepsi. Pepsi owns a fucking... The Pepsi umbrella is way bigger. Way bigger. PepsiCo. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're, that's just because they're trying to compete with Coke. But I think Pepsi is a, as far as what Pepsi owns, is probably much larger. But Coca-Cola needed synthetic caffeine. That's that's Coke's? Holy fuck. No, 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 no. This is everybody. Okay. This is everybody. You see, these are all the companies yeah, in the yeah, middle. Yeah. And yeah. then I'm just trying to see, like Coke seems to be bigger than 
Pepsi. No, you know, they're both huge. I mean, that's what they do, right? For every one that you're right. So if they own an Orange Crush, Pepsi buys an Orange Crush. So they're just matching each other. Fucking brand for brand. And then Coke is at the end of its um, rope because they're running. They're, They're selling so much Coke, they need more caffeine. They enter Monsanto. Can you get us caffeine? And the rest is history. Well, Monsanto's struggling when they said chemicals. Like, where do chemicals come from? How fucking fucked up were those plants? Like, you have safety standards today. Imagine safety standards in 1900, mixing chemicals. Well, that's so, and the equipment. oil makes your Coke, my Coke, whatever, yeah. everybody's Coke. And then you're like, well, we have to go green. It's not going to fuck up anything but the oil which is everything, like they will never have, uh, you see what I'm saying? Not never. He said, though, he was like, this is why we need to get away from this because he's hopeful. There are two, look, it's one thing if like um, the oil companies are fighting you, but it's the oil and the food and beverage and the My point, though, is that that it's the oil, it starts with the oil companies being like, well, we can't make this any other way. And then lobbying against anyone that's trying to make it another way. You know what I mean? Like, that's the real... Again, it boils down to corporations having all this fucking... Well, no, this is what I'm saying. Like, there's... It's one... It's one thing if you're battling big oil. It's another thing if you're battling all the bigs. All it Because they're all so tied into each other then, with oil. All it takes is money. Like, let's say if an oil company started R&D on, like, wind energy and tomorrow figured out they could save a penny on the dollar by switching over to wind, they would do it. Same with Coke. If Coke was like, we can manufacture without using oil and it'll save us a penny on the dollar, we switch over immediately. It's all about fucking money. That's it. All these companies care about is the bottom line. So if someone makes it affordable or cheaper, that's it. But until we get there. I mean, I think part of that is true, but I think also you end up with like, well, this company supplies us this. We're never not using them, so we don't really care. You see what I'm saying? There's a lot of, like, scratching of backs in order to operate, I imagine. Maybe, yeah. I mean, again, what do we know? We're fucking three morons on the table. Well, uh, that's got to be true, right? Like like we said, you're so tied into the government. You're so tied into everything. Sure, but a company the size of Coke, like I said, if they can save their shareholders any amount of money... It's their fiduciary responsibility to do so in most cases. Yeah, and I get that to a point. But I think when you're talking about like the idea of Coke not supporting big oil, I just, I don't know if that ever happens, even if the bottom line makes it cheaper for them to manufacture Coke because they're so tied in. Yeah, you could be right. But I'm just saying is, again, if it just, it just takes one big player to come in and change the game. That's all. Re- that's all I'm saying. And again, oil could oil could easily tomorrow with the money they have switch lanes. I mean, I'd really love to be able to like go 20 years in the future right now, mm-hmm. just to be able to see like where Tesla ends up. Is that going to be something something that really breaks the mold, or is it just going to be another fucking? You I know? think if Tesla succeeds 20 years from now, it'll be due to like battery technology or lithium. It won't be the cars. Because Ford can crank out way more fucking cars a year than they can. Oh, I just meant even the idea of not having cars that run on gas anymore. Mm-hmm. 20 years, you think, 
that when you wake up that on that day, it'll be a totally different. There'll be no car, gas cars. Oh well, no! I think it, it might even happen before that, or it may not happen at all. I just picked an arbitrary number. Sorry, mm-hmm. ten years in the future no, no. to see. I was, if, just, I was uh, just trying to what you thought you would see when. I mean, look, I don't think there's going to be um, flying cars at that point. No. But who knows with the X factor and the fact that we're like actively pursuing alien technologies and everybody's kind of okay with that now because we're all in agreement that that really exists. So we're not kind of just chasing dragons. Um, Say you can't go to the future. You go to the 20 years and the world's done. Well, that way, and be, you get to come back. Would that be so daunting to know that you got twenty? You've years got you've left? got twenty years. Yeah. You'll probably be alive, and you're going to see the end. So, of the world. what are you going to do at that point, right? Because, like, you do you go and make it your life's work to try and stop that, or do you live the best twenty years well, you can? You, if you know what happened, or if you just know this is the result of something that happened. Well, either way, I mean, what I think you you'd go. Doing? I think you'd go insane if you're trying to figure out what happens because I know what happens. Well, don't you go insane if you know, like, I don't know. What a fucked up. Last time I traveled time, I kept it together. Um, So Monsanto was the beginning of my conspiracy years, like the evil, the Indian farmers killing themselves. And so Joe asked about the rash of suicides. And I think just a bunch of Indian farmers killed themselves and there was less farmers well, so maybe it, it was problem. like a really poor crop year in India. That's what this guy was saying. He was like, there was no clear. You couldn't tie it together. Maybe there, there was, there no was a, a monsoon B. that year and a bunch of farms got wiped out and they decided to kill themselves because they had no more no, farms. It, it definitely was know? a monsoon or it could have been monsoon that killed themselves. But a point where I think whatever happened to that is a lot of them killed themselves and then there was just less farmers for more farmland and. It worked itself out, sadly. Well, their whole seed racket, how you have to buy the seeds from them and that you can't repopulate them, like they go dead after one harvest, is the craziest shit I've What's ever really heard, crazy is if man. they come to you, I'd be like, how do you know what I'm growing? I have private property. How do you know? Like for Monsanto to grab a blade. Well, yeah, they can the like genetically see... Their marker. I understand. On, uh, How do you grab a blade? You have oh, to come onto my private property. You know what I mean? It seems like an odd. They probably have something in their. Um, oh, I see. If you're stealing from them. Well, no, like because he said they can't even sometimes prove. Like there's guys that have that are not stealing Monsanto crops, and through whatever means, some some Monsanto crop ends up. You know who knows what the truth is. I I just know you couldn't go to war with these guys. The corporate lawyers they have. Should farmers be rich? I mean, rich is weird. Like, I assume there's not great farmers. No, but I imagine every farmer should be a billionaire. Like, you provide food, like, the most important thing on the planet. I'm sure there are really big farms, but they're crazy operations that are probably detrimental. But uh, some farmers get by, but you just assume. I mean, that's a really weird state. Should all farmers be rich? Those who make the food, the most important thing on the planet. That you, you would assume they'd be rich, but they're not. I don't, I'll put it to you this way. They shouldn't be struggling as they are. Yeah. I'm with that. I don't know, but they, they should all be billionaires. That seems a bit aggressive. Well, well there should be enough purpose. subsidies for them that it makes sense that a lot of people would want to farm, so we always have a lot of food. That would be the idea, right? You don't want it to be so not lucrative for farmers that nobody And now we find out they're being subsidized to overproduce. 
Yeah, but wow. the good news That's... might be now that Bill Gates and Bezos own most of the farmland, now I'm sure the subsidies will come rolling That's in. That's right. Yeah, right? we'll never have that problem again because the government isn't going to let their own farms fucking collapse. That's right? hope. Uh, you can't grow corn. <laughs> Did you know that? What do you... There's, have there's, these weird there's, <laughs> there's two strains, he said, of corn yeah. that have to be put together to grow corn. Any corn you have, you you couldn't take that corn and grow corn with it. But that's just the way it is. I thought that was very interesting. Huh. So it was a monopoly. Like, there's two corns. They strain together, and then they give it to the farmer, grow your corn. Otherwise, you shall luck. I mean, even then, though, I'm pretty sure there's restrictions on corn past that. Like, I don't think you can just willy-nilly decide I'm going to grow all my acreage corn. Oh, I, I don't know about that. I just meant like I've heard about the seed bank in uh, Switzerland or whatever. Like he didn't talk about that. Like are those Monsanto seeds as well or is there um, still organic seeds that work or could be replenished or whatever? I assume Monsanto has their own seed bank like that because they'd be the type of company where if push came to shove and it was like end of the world shit, they would want to control. They modified the plants to resist the poison from the pesticides. Yeah, it's bananas. It just, it it seems so crazy. Like, are they are they making a problem to, and then fixing it? Or are they fixing a problem? I, I don't know where it begins or starts. Did you guys know how they used Agent Orange? In the war? But they just were like, we're going to spray this in all the jungles of Vietnam so all the vegetation dies, and then we can walk through and see them easier. Crazy. What a stupid fucking plan. I know. But and again, oh, that's how the we've oh, learned. The that's way, how the military our works. Our troops are going to be walk, like, yeah. Could you imagine how much that costs in today's dollars to ship all these chemicals over to cause such devastation? It seems like a real Australia, like bring in the cats to get the rats, and the, you know, like. Yes, absolutely. Is that the best way to go about this? But I mean, think about it. With war, they've done that like landmines. That was something they realized like 20 years later. They were like, oh my God, this was a terrible idea. People might, there might be people walking here after this war. But it, but it's like uh, with the landmines, everyone knows when you put the landmines, that's going to kill you. Monsanto knew the Agent Orange would kill the people, but they didn't tell the military. It was, the military, I don't think, was willingly poisoning all their troops. And you never know around, that. You just never they know. They were told, oh no, there's a good way to get rid of weeds. Don't worry about it. Who knows, man? I had this thought as you were talking about Bill Gates for a second there. So Bill Gates and Bezos and all these guys are buying up the farmland, like you said. Yeah. And I'm watching um, Enter the Badlands on um, Netflix right now. Do you know that show? No. It's a show on FX. And the premise is like they're in the future. The world has collapsed. There are these like barons now that run all the different um, districts that are left of like the badlands. There are no more guns. All their armies operate with like swords and shit. It's one of those like, you know, post apocalyptic movies or shows rather. And I was just thinking like they're buying up all this farmland. Like who used to have the farmland? It was like the slave owners back in the day, you know? Well, they just, okay. Yeah. I mean, and no, you know, people say, why is he buying up all this farm? What does he need the farmland for? Like, 
They're taking care of the places where they're going to need their plantations, air quotes. Space and Earth. What's your next point, Kumar? Uh, new Coke was. A I don't f- like when you guys do that. By the way. Well, I just I, I so you want me he to you want me that. to acknowledge your conspiracy theory to the point where I'm like I'm on board. No, no, no. You just it, it seems coincidental that like that you put someone, something out there. We let it sit. Unless you have a follow up question for us, there's not much we can do with it. But let yeah, it like sit. you didn't follow we it up with like. You. All right. Do you believe that this is Jeff Bezos? Yeah. And, do you think that's possible that this could be I happening? Forget what you're anything about. is possible, Simon. At this point, we can't rule anything out, can we? Thank you. Kamar, what do you think? I forgot what, what were you saying? Oh my god. Okay, go on. Uh New Coke was a front for Coke. Who was saying to they, get around Reagan? They, they put that out. Yeah, we're not sure. Listen, listen, we're not bringing cocaine like, whoa, in. Whoa, 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 it's yeah. not us. They keep it going to the back door. I thought that was kind of funny. Even though it's a diabolical company. You know what was really good was cherry coke. Back in the day. Still is? They still make it? Yeah, I don't know if it's so good now. I just remember back then. I don't mind I a really cherry coke. It. Yeah, I'm not a cherry coke guy. No, I'm Coke, regular coke all the fucking way. We used to always get a cherry coke with our smoked meat sandwiches. Jeez. It was like a thing. Yeah, at uh, Schwartz's or no, Leicester's? Leicester's, Schwartz's, well, was it Nate's. Was it cherry coke or was it cherry cot? Uh, they, they had both. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you drink Diet Coke, do you retch? Oh, I can't like drink a Diet Coke. Said, here's a oh, uh, cold yeah. glass of oh. Coke for you. <laughs> Diet Coke tastes like flat Coke. I was just to gonna me. say yeah. it's, it, it's but it's also gross. it's like flat Coke with something terrible, like someone burnt plastic well, in it. Flat Coke with burnt plastic that isn't flat. So you're like, hey, whoa, yeah, what's yeah. going on here? But yeah. people who are it's with flat, but it's carbonated. It's gross. People with people who do like Diet Coke learn to drink Diet Coke. No, my, I grew up. My I grew up. My mom always had Diet Coke in the house. Oh, that's I, just you rebelling. No, but I was just like, I couldn't, I remember a few times, like you're saying, being like, fine, I'll crack a Diet Coke. And like three sips in, you're like, this was a mistake. This was a mistake. That's how I feel like with carbonated water. I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm I do Thursday, the same. I'm going to, Thursday, I'm thirsty. I'm going to like this because I'm older now. And I'm just like, no, one sip. This is, I cannot drink this. I quite a taste for the diet. I know Mary versions. buys bublés all the time or bubblies. Bubblies. Yeah. And I'm, when I'm constantly like, you know what? Yeah. You can do this. Or a LaCroix, and then I crack one open. Oh, I'm like, no. this is awful. Yeah. Horrible. It tastes like someone drank a real fruit beverage and then spit in water and carbonated it. And I was, was like, going to say, go. and yes, then yes, peed yes. it out. The and flavored water. Sure. But sure. Uh, the cat body count is very impressive, eh? Like, they kill a billion animals a year. Yeah, mostly birds, which is crazy. And rodents and whatnot. Um, we went from wolves... They got rid of the wolves so that we couldn't handle the mice. So we got the cheese, take care of the uh, mice. But then that didn't work enough, so we get to poison. Yeah. It's like the the human waited. Like there was a natural predator. Everything was fine. But we're afraid of it, so we'll kill it. And now we have to put poison into the system. It seems like that's always the end road. You know what I mean? When we try to manipulate our environment. Yeah, because we're amazing. We're humans. And we don't operate on the same like scale of justice as or it's just everything unforeseen else. consequences are constant do you guys think it'd be cool if joe started his own like food box service well we know I mean, he's he not going to no i think joe does enough fucking things man i don't think he needs to put his name on any other things well just if people want to eat food that were totally good source and 
you know, organic and gamey or whatever. Like I, I think he does need the money, but I think I think it'd go gamey. <laughs> You know, like uh, killed animals. I hear what I you're saying. So you could say, like, I'm just going to subscribe to what Joe Rogan does. Yeah, I'm going to get the Joe Rogan Joe, pack. Joe Rogan, my life. Yeah. What do you think about those guys that work in abattoirs? What is an abattoir? A slaughterhouse. Remember they were saying there's no way you can just be up into your knees and blood and just so desensitized to... I'm not sure if you remember, but Bisping, when he was on... Because it was not considered an MMA, we had to we had to do it. But he said he worked at one, and he was like, "We slaughtered." I think it was like fourteen hundred cow a day, and he was like, "No one worked there longer than like three months." And you still have those people just walking around that are just numb to death. Yeah, you yeah. gotta be. Yeah, I I got invited like legitimately telephone called yesterday to go hunting next week. Yes. So I have to make a decision as do to it. what I'm do gonna it. do. Do it. I don't think I'm going to do it. I don't think it's the smell of death like a avatar, though. Again, I think if maybe if we were like stalking prey, I would feel differently about it. But I don't like this sitting up in a blind oh. just waiting for deer to come. Yeah, I couldn't hunt that way. I'd have to hunt the way Joe does. And not to say with a bow. No, like no, I could no, hunt no, with I a gun. Do, yeah. But same thing. The way Joe does where you have to like trek to get it. I mean, maybe not so extreme like Joe does. He seems to go out of his way to like make things as difficult as possible on himself. But yeah, I don't like this like feeding barrel bullshit. So I think I'm going to pass. I mean, listen, I don't know because I've never done either of them, but I don't need the meat to survive. So unless it's like, I, um, I think you should go for it. I'm just making excuses. I just don't think I want to shoot. It's like they say, uh, I don't think I want to shoot something or, or, or butcher it. Well, I bet you that, that they'll do the, the friend I was going with would do the butcher. But you'd have to watch me. him butcher it. Yeah, and you know what? I yeah, I just so you I can't don't, handle an avatar. I don't think I could do it. This is the smell of death, and I'm sure halfway through the day you don't smell it anymore. It's still disgusting, but every morning you walk in and go, "Yep, that's it." To me, it'd be the sounds. I mean, the smell. I imagine, like you're saying, the smell. Of course, you get used to it. But I don't think the sound... The sound of blood spilling. It's just the kind of thing that would haunt you for a very long time. I don't think there's anything about that that you get used to, man. Like, And again, it's weird. We're all sitting here as meat consumers knowing that this is how we get our meat most likely. Like, Yeah, when they were talking about the pig farms. Oh, it's so... And I was just like... Because I, I saw one of those videos this week. All yeah. the time. And I just... I am totally a guy who doesn't want to know because if I know, then I have a problem. But like, I'd rather just be, which is the problem. That's totally part of the problem. And I should just. We should just go to the Glebe meat market because I assume like, yeah, it's a little bit more expensive, but I assume they get it all locally sourced. And at least the pig lives like a decent fucking life. But I mean, again, we should do that for vegetables too, to try and help the local farmers because what do we care about helping fucking Monsanto, right? But in the summer, I usually, I like to walk down or drive down to the Hindenburg market. And, and listen, I totally appreciate that, but doing it like once every month isn't enough. It has to be something that just changes altogether. I'm with you. I'm just saying in the winter, it's not really an option because that goes away and you're stuck with the grocery stores. Yeah, so. then you need to have some other option, right? I mean, I, I guarantee you there's farms that probably deliver in the winter, but I, I don't see how their crop is any good. Well, it's coming from somewhere. That's oh, what I'm saying. All in the, the winter, south. you have to get stuff from the south. There's just no way around that. Unless we all move to the south. 
Listen, I'm done with winter, so if this thing took off and we could convince Simon and Halima, I'd live in Florida. Well, or just like, if you see all the green space around, one of the thoughts I had, let's say this, there's enough places for like sort of co-op greenhouses where just that neighborhood would get their, their food from. And I mean, these are drastic different systems, but to try to get away from this. I think you say that though, and like you don't realize how much fruit grows and how you know what i mean like it's not that greenhouse would feed like oh this is a drastic change to our lifestyle yeah it, it wouldn't it wouldn't be like oh this just is the new way we do this We'd, there'd be times where you go without stuff you'd have an abundance of this stuff it, In, it, it'll never happen yeah and it's more expensive too like that is a fact right like buying fresh meat yeah from local farm it yeah. just is more expensive so if you're somebody who's on a budget well, yeah, you don't have an offer. You have to go to Walmart for your $7 or, steak, or and you where, know where they're Loblaws fucking. Loblaws or yeah. wherever. Or even Farm Boy. Like, there's one a perfect example of somewhere where you're like, okay, well, I'm doing good. I'm I'm okay with paying more because they're using locally sourced. And I'm not sure that's the case. Like, maybe they are. I was just going to say, you don't even know that. Yeah. They're owned by, like, some massive corporation now. Sobeys or somebody, right? So... And listen, we've all done it, but if you go to Costco and buy those steaks, this is exactly what we're talking about. Like, these are the places. There's no way that Costco runs like... Oh, there's definitely alternatives out there. Yeah. Organic. It ain't Costco. That's the point. I'm just saying, when you go to Costco and you buy five steaks for 20 bucks, like, you have to realize that, you know... Right, or you can go to the butcher and buy two steaks for $40, you know what I mean? That's what I'm saying, yeah. You got to make these choices. I mean, again, it's... And and I would do that. Like, if I had the money, I would do that all the time. It's just not the case. I guarantee you, by December, I said this to you, and you were like, whatever, you don't know what you're talking about. By December, those two steaks that were 40 will be like 70 bucks. Supply chains and everything. Oh, yeah. we're Gas is about to be 230. Save your money. Don't spend if you don't have to. Well, and that's why they have to make the incentives really good for the farmers, I guess, so that you have more people who want to have small farms and do it right. And then, you know, that's that's how it works. And because they're getting the incentives, then we don't have to pay as much because they're fucking getting money from the old government. Uh, Government. then Then they brought up the PCBs, which you talked about, that the guy, they found out the PCBs were poisonous, and he said, here are options. We can go to business or we can sell the hell out of them. Or, yeah. Yeah. or at least you have the option on the table. You know what I mean? I think that's like a disclaimer. They just have to write that. Like the corporate lawyer is like, please write down that we could not do this somewhere in the notes so that if this ever comes up. I think he was just a really practical guy. He said, what are our options? Let's not leave anything off the table. And obviously they chose the wrong option for people. Um, then it really is the weirdest karma thing ever. Talk about Bayer. Monsanto started... To, to compete, compete with the Germans. The Germans. The Germans end up buying it. And Bayer goes to shareholders. We're going to revolutionize the world. Six months later, everything comes out. And it reduced Bayer to the price that they bought Monsanto for. And he's got to face the shareholders like. What's really crazy is that there's so many companies out there that if you read their bottom line or their value on a on a sheet of paper, you'd be like, who the fuck are these people and how are they valued at like like $57 billion? Like, what, what do you think DuPont's worth as a company? $100 billion? But I, I imagine I that's... I think it's worth even more than that. I was just going to say, it could... Like but, like a billion billion. No, like a trillion. It could be a yeah. trillion. No, because it's not, because there's only a few trillion it's dollar a, companies. It's a Googleplex. No. That's what there are warehouses or plants or just, just the, the, that asset 
besides selling stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, it's astronomical. And he alluded to these German chemical companies were involved with killing people. Oh, yeah. In the hall. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a weird uh, disconnect there. But I think we need to realize there's no chemical company in the world that has clean hands. No. It's no, impossible, there, there right? Isn't. No, but there is like a weird disconnect from the war where everybody is like, you know, sorry. Everybody is like. All the banks. Um, I mean, all the banks did business with Hitler. Everybody's willing to. Yeah. Audi, Mercedes, Volkswagen. Like yeah. they're nobody. But all it's because, these companies that get started from a time of war and that's because that's how capitalism works right like it's like listen you make a dollar where you can it doesn't matter if it's selling to hitler mussolini stalin you sell 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 well and it's about what the people will buy right like if nobody has a problem buying volkswagen because they make really hippie bus that's pretty ironic too right like the biggest symbol of peace yeah. Is the Volkswagen bus and Volkswagen was absolutely making buses to take people and kill them. Yeah. But I mean, again, that's the argument where like, you're like, listen, I just sell cars. I don't ask what they use them for. Right. Like that's, you know, that's the classic gun manufacturer, bullet manufacturer. Like, listen, we just make bullets. We don't, you know, when you make a bullet, you have to assume like maybe one in a hundred of them is going to be shot at a person, right? Isn't that, is, would that be a good assumption? No, I think one in a hundred is definitely shot from someone into their own head. And that's the majority of gun deaths, right? Yeah, but that one in a hundred bullets isn't aimed at someone's own. I'm saying out of all the bullets they make, it's probably billions a year. But I say if you made a bullet that saved someone's life, there's a better bullet than... Of course. Um, the, the CEO of Bayer's name was to uh, Warner Bauman. It sounded so much so like, like Werner Von Braun I as he was saying like, it. I was are you like, sure this is the guy's cousins? Cousin what is going on here? It's like, actually just Werner Von Braun with like a terrible set of glasses and a mustache. Yeah, like, they're he's all like, Hello. Von Braun. No, but I think that is another perfect example of like these. It wasn't just Werner Von Braun. That was one example. The guy who did the. Uh, who made Agent Orange for the... John Queenie? Well, who, he was probably dead by then. I'm just making this up now. But, like, that guy was the head of the Nazi whatever, and he ended up being the owner of Bear. Like, that's just how shit worked. Listen, the fact that the U.S. currently has on government property a Nazi war criminal statue is shocking. Like, you can tear down... Like the fact that people are like get rid of these Robert E. Lee statues, like, okay, I'm with that. I understand that. That was way further back. So the memory of that, like there aren't even people alive that could be angry at Robert yeah, E. Lee. We're not talking about like eighteen hundred. We're no, talking we're about talking like nineteen forty. There are whatever. people alive with numbers tattooed on their arms, and this guy and the US fought these people and then they erect a fucking statue because he helped them build some rockets. It's crazy. Yeah, it's you know what? Nuts. If you're using enemy guys like that. You should have to do it undercover. Like, talk about plastic surgery. That guy's face should have been changed, and his name should have been changed to, uh, you know, Victor Br Bauman. And we should have never known that they used a Nazi. Either way, like, the point is, he should have been tucked away, that's doing I mean. his work in, a, in the backest corner no of statues. the basement. And, oh, good work, Werner. Go home to your wife. You're lucky to be alive. Oh, no, he ended up like... Um, I know, they found out. When he left the army, or when he left the government, he ended up in, like, you know, private sector, doing all whatever the fuck he was doing. 
making billions of dollars, whatever he was doing. I don't know, man. You could pay someone some restitution. Speaking of. That's so, sorry, I'm sorry, though. That is really fucked up that that's a part of history that, like, first of all, very few people even know about. Yeah. I bet you if you asked. Do you know when Jimmy Kimmel does that stuff on the street where you just ask on the street one out of a hundred? Who it was the head of the uh, space program when we went to the moon? They would have no idea. And Operation Paperclip, no idea. Anyways, go ahead, Kamar. Speaking of, uh, he talked about how the Agent Orange, the U.S. is now cleaning it up. Of course. But what they have to do is take these giant mounds of dirt and kill everything in it. So they're making these huge piles of dead dirt. The, the American taxpayer is paying it because the army used Agent Orange, but it should be Monsanto who didn't tell them that this is going to be the... Like, it's just... Well, the it's fact- just crazy how much the... Sorry, the military costs the U.S. taxpayer. <clears throat> yes! And that they're cool with it under the guise of freedom when it's like, guys, you could spend... First of all, you do this all wrong. Like, there's nothing about the way your military runs. Well, you think after all this, stop everything you do. You're not allowed to do anything. Yeah. Till we get a hold on this. Yeah. Because this is... This is, this is um, before the military burn pits, which is an issue. Like, yeah. who knows what other environmental catastrophes that haven't even been discovered Uncovered, yeah. have to be dealt with. Like, there's got to be a moratorium on military. Like, whoa, slow down for a second. You guys are just killing the planet. But this is alarming rate. This well, is my problem, too. Sorry, one thing real quick, Simon, is when they vote to go to war, it should be who here has a member of their immediate family enlisted currently stand up you guys get to vote anyone else sit the fuck down you get no vote they've got skin in the game precisely if you don't have skin in the game not to mention then it should be okay out of those people that voted who has uh who has invested in something that will benefit from this and then you also don't get a vote like if you're oh well i have a hundred percent portfolio in uh Fucking who is it? Uh, not Philip Morris. Who's the big? Who cares? I'm done talking. Yeah, Philip Morris. You got it. You shouldn't be allowed to vote on smoking. No, no. Uh, but I was talking about in the military. Who's the big one? Procter and Gamble. No, it's not Procter and Gamble. It's not JPL. Uh, not Hewlett Packard. Forget it. Uh, okay. Do you know who I'm talking about? The massive military. They're like, all their money comes from the government. What the fuck is their name? Who cares? Keep going. <laughs> um, what I was going to say was, so you were saying Agent Orange, they know it was bad. The government now has to clean up this whole mess Monsanto news. made by Monsanto. And yet they're not going after them like monetarily to get them to clean up the well, mess. What's even so better, what does that tell you? What even better is Monsanto has now begun selling seeds to Vietnam. Yeah, that's the fucking irony there is thick. But what does that tell you, though, that they're not, like, trying to sue them so that saying you have to clean up everything? Well, you've said a million times, corporations they're and government are involved. They're fucking in bed yeah, together. Yeah, yeah. Like, they, they're not going to sue themselves. Um, That'd be a strong move. It would be a strong move to throw off the scent. He mentioned uh, before the EPA. Yeah. So could you imagine... Yeah, well, you, anyone could do anything. What, who knows what they're doing? And he brought up one example that to make phosphorus for the uh, Roundup, they have to like make this radioactive waste. The, it just is garbage. And before they knew what they're doing, they're like, well, we could use it as an aggregate for concrete and basements. So they made a town out of it. 
And the whole thing's radioactive and fucked. Come on, you're forgetting that the U.S. has nuked Nevada. They've nuked their own land. Hey, don't forget, because I just watched... Uh, they sent a nuclear bomb skull. into space. <laughs> I'm just saying, though, like... This is a corporation, this is the government. I know they're one of the same. At least space, you could disconnect and be like, okay... Imagine dr- testing nuclear weapons on your own land. Like, that's fucking ludicrous. Well, I think it's hilarious how they, like, let them police themselves. You were talking before the EPA. So they're like, um, is, th- is this land polluted? Oh, let us check. No, it's all good. Like, of course they're not going to say it's fucking polluted. And but even it- then, sorry, how do you, but this is the question. How does the government even have the money to fund a department to go up against? Like, take the SEC, for example. How do you how do you give enough money to a government department to investigate all the trillion dollar banks? You're never going to win. Same thing, the EPA, how much money do you think they get a year? How are they supposed to investigate Monsanto or DuPont or any number of these fucking chemical companies? And then what what fine do you levy? Like we I, we made 2 trillion dollars last year like, "Okay, well give us 100 million." They're like, "Yeah, done. Sure. We'll keep polluting this river." But it's so gross that the roundup is bad. The, the, the end product that they make is bad. Yeah, and then all the and shit the in making it, it is bad. Yeah. It's, and it's like, uh, this is the only employer in town, so we don't mind them. It's like a crazy Stockholm syndrome. You know what I mean? Like the people that work in that plant look at their days of work and like, I am destroying the planet. Like, not sort of, kind of, like, 100% my job is bad. Well, that's what happens, yeah. though, when you have these, like, towns that are totally... Coal towns. Dependent on like, no any one, should want. one thing. And then, yeah, how do you... You don't want to rape the world, but you do because it's your job to make money for your family. You but, know? like, coal's a weird one. Like, you should not want to mine coal. That shouldn't be your, like, no, I want to be down there. It's not a dream. I want... Yeah, like, it. it's a weird... Uh, we have a, yeah, capitalism, the way we're doing it is so fucked. So fucked. I'm sure the Atlantans had a better way. <laughs> the Atlantans. Like, I'm not saying all capitalism is bad. There no, capitalism is good, but the way well. we do it is wrong. We do it wrong. The Atlantans probably did it right. That's why the they Atlantans. sunk them. Well, there's the no ocean. weeds underwater, so they probably didn't need Roundup. No, no, no. They used to be above water, Kamar. Then something happened Point that taken. sank them. It used to be a real, uh, real place, not an underwater city. Then he brought up how like people have crazy side effects, damages from working in these chemical plants, and the companies fight them tooth and nail to fuck them over and hide evidence. And well, that's the scariest that you have doctors who are like they're just faking but this they know, to get. They know. It, it's so disingenuous. It's nuts. And lobbyists petitioning, even though they know it's killing people. Like, it's the same as smoking. It's the same as all of that shit, right? Well, and then the worst is they lose the lawsuit and they're like, we'll appeal. So, like, anyone who might, like, oh, I'm dying of cancer. I just won this massive lawsuit. Yeah, you're like, never you're never getting out. a dollar. Your family might see a little you bit. You think but they would just pay, cause <laughs> they pay out billions of no, dollars? No, they can't, though. It's all about it's the shareholders. What's well, the shareholders as well, right? Well, and if you pay out one, then you well, pay no, them all. He's saying they, they're still paying out $50 billion, and that's worth it to keep going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it's it's out of control. And but that's what I said, Kamars. We Can ha- you believe there's the, the diffused response? Be like, I think we're just trying to get rid of weeds here. I don't want to hurt you. <laughs> like, they know what they're doing is bad. It's, there's, there's no way. 
I think that's so funny that, that that's like, oh, we're just trying to get rid of weeds. Yeah. Dude, you hate weeds. I'm yeah, just a company. Yeah. I'm just a company. We're here to make money. It's not my fault. I'm not putting it on the plants. Um, but this guy's hopeful. But I think the the way forward to change would be like more anti-file. Like the whole system has to be destroyed to change. Like What a turnaround this guy's. <laughs> no, if for it to happen. Like I don't think it's a couple policies and swaying public opinion to turn back this. Yeah, every politician is complicit in this. Every one of them. They all get fucking their palms greased by some shitty corporation. Like, that's how they get reelected. That's how, yeah, all, again, that's how think... the whole circle goes. And you know when you drive past I mean, a chemical plant, eh? Sudbury. It's all... But it's all... <laughs> it's always steel. There's some big circular thing. And there's a million pipes. You know what I mean? Like, you also know when you walk past a sugar factory... Or another factory that makes them. But you can tell when you go past the chemical plant, there's nothing good going on in there. But it's funny too how this was a good episode. Like there was a good moment where Joe, where he's talking about sugar cane. And Joe's like, oh yeah, well there's a good crop. And he's like, no, no. And we just, everything that we take for granted probably rapes the earth. And There like are poor no good and, crops, right? Like As far as helping the earth? As far as just, yeah, doing good for anything. Is there a good one? I don't think the way we do it is good. Like, again, we're going to scorch the earth in how many crops, they said. Like, we have, like, 12 left or something. Well, we just have too many people, right? Like, that's the... Uh... But look into the Dust Bowl. From, like, I can't remember what it was, the 50s or the 40s in, the in like, Oklahoma and shit. They, they kept tilling the land too much, and it just, for, like, four years, it was a... Well, because you only get so many harvests out of any given soil. I think they said it's, like, 70 years or something, 70 harvests. Well, that's why they were supposed to use crop rotation and stuff like that, right? To keep the nutrients strong. So you rotated the crops so that it didn't eat up all the nutrients. But I mean, I think the problem is we don't, we don't have a long enough lifespan to really pass along the lessons that well. You yeah. know what I mean? We kind of were, that's why we're always doomed to repeat. Well, because the population just like, it's not, you don't go from 20 years ago or whatever, 50 years ago. It's not um, expanding at a proper rate. Sure. So nothing makes sense because we've never been in a time like this where people are coming so quickly. I mean, yeah, we have the room. You'd have to cut down a lot more forests to have a lot more farms. And who's doing that, right? Like Bill Gates. So there's your problem, you know? Well, no, but that's not even like if you, uh, what is it? Palm oil. Like they've cut down half of Indonesia to make palm um, plantations. And that's fucking terrible for the earth because they're just scorching the earth and then putting up these palms that are also terrible for the earth. I don't know. We got a lot of problems. What else you got, Kamara? Is that the end? Uh, well, no, uh, that is the end. But uh, what I was thinking is uh, as the podcast was going, I was like, any second now, Joe's going to like delve this into and what about pharmaceutical corporations and get off topic or something. But the, um, the C word wasn't mentioned once in this episode, and I felt that oh, was refreshing yeah. as yeah, because it could have it could have been tied in and drawn in and got. I kept thinking place. he was like I was like he's gonna do it. That's he's said. gonna yeah. use this, and, yeah. That's and you know said. what? In all fairness, I think he probably is tied in. Oh, I probably think you could have tied it. You in are easily. like this because the 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 government is tied into everything. So. 
it would have been unnecessary and distracting from all the other information that I learned of this, yep. and that's why I rated this episode as high as I did. Rated no, no, this. this was a this was a really what did you good rate episode. It? I give it a five. Oh, I give it a five as well. Whoa, I definitely don't give it a five. I yeah, give you it, don't give, I give anything it a, a five. Four. That's pretty much a five. Because no, I'll tell you this, not, there was no agenda. Four. We have an agreement. Oh, that, wow. that is an agreement under no, protest. Protest, protest, protest. faggot. I don't, I don't support that. Did you say faggot? Now you're under protest. Mm. Faggot. I heard faggot. He didn't say faggot. Well, no. Well, no, but I meant that. But I said faggot. because <laughs> It's like Clint. Um, I forgot to say. Because <laughs> he, he was saying at the beginning that the one place where Coke did grow cocaine was Kauai. In Hawaii. Yeah, under the overseen radar. Overseen by yeah. Shane Dorian. Overseen by Shane Dorian. The only five you've ever given. Why up. has Shane Dorian not been on? Because eh? he What's was a five. And you don't... You, you, yeah, you break your cardinal rule. Like, yeah. you well, I didn't mark. rate Shane Dorian a five, though. You were mistaken. I believe that's why we rib you for it. No, I just rated him high, and I like Shane Dorian. Uh, we'd have to check didn't. the tape. We have to well, check the tape I'm on that. almost positive. I almost positive. Is it positive? No, that's true. It's not positive. All right, let's move on to the last one. <laughs> Almost positive is not positive. That's that true. Is yeah. true. Yeah, you are correct, yeah. sir. Oh, listen to this episode. You have to. This oh, episode was fucking incredible. Uh, Zero COVID talk. Oh, super depressing. But oh, you just said the word. But. Nothing that really surprised you. Oh, sorry, is it Voldemort now? We don't mention fucking the well, C word. If we ever want our YouTube to grow, yeah, we we best uh, follow okay. that practice. Uh, 1723, Amisha Ja. Professor of psychology at the University of Miami. I wonder if she knows uh, Billy Corbin, director of contemplative neuroscience for the Mindfulness Research and Practice Initiative. I didn't trust her. What? It's <laughs> just how I no. felt. Well, Joe didn't trust her. You know, when you get like a feeling about someone, I didn't <sighs> trust her. Distraction, focus, concentration. I thought it was interesting that distractibility is a, uh, I don't want to talk like a wine scene here, but a, uh, what's it called? Inherited trait. Inherited trait or developed um, competition thing to be able to do many things at the uh, same time. Mm -hmm. But when uh, flooded by overstimuli, it then becomes a problem. Overstimuli. <laughs> um, sure, yeah. When you are in, under uh, extreme protracted demand, your focus. Well, what is going on here? <laughs> what's happening? A student has to has to get something done in in three months. If they just focus on that, their focus will deteriorate. That's what she said. So when you think you're you're like putting everything into anything, it actually gets worse and worse unless you employ some of these ideas that she said with mindfulness, which Joe wasn't having. He's never been more clear and lucid before. She wanted to talk about training your attention. Okay. But we've heard it, but it's sort of hard to like... She was talking about meditating. I don't understand what made this woman any different than like... That she wasn't talking about anything new. But she was, she was That's making... True. She was like a used snake oil She was making it very layman. There's three types of attention, right? The flashlight, the floodlight, and the executive. Okay. And there's a way to get those in line for anyone who loses focus, which, as they said, is everyone... And it's the weirdest thing that the the fix is to do nothing, so to speak. Do you know what I mean? Like quitting smoking is so hard. The fix is to do nothing. This is to sit there for twelve minutes. I tried it today at halftime. So I'll, I'll just bang out a quick fifteen. <laughs> just focus on the breathing. Just focus on the breathing. And I was like, oh, it must be a ten or twelve. Look down. Four minutes and thirty seconds. 
So before you poo-poo it, you have to try it. Oh, listen, I've tried meditation many a time. Four weeks in a row, I 12 had a minutes practice a day. at one point. Four weeks tomorrow. in a row, 12 minutes a day? I had a practice at one point. I was terrible at it. I didn't like Did it at all. Did you answer the question? What? Did you commit to doing it for four weeks, 12 minutes a day? Yes. No. This was a long time ago. I don't see, believe you see what I happened there? Is He's, yes. I don't believe you. I bet you did it for a week, maybe two. But no, no you didn't way. Didn't do it for weeks. a month. I thought you were reaching for like proof or something. Like I you got a video. Bullets gone. <laughs> so when I tell you, you meditate you guys for can a month, believe whatever you want. Okay, no, you see. Very okay, fine. Meditation isn't for you. I just think that this lady was not selling anything new. And I don't understand how Joe got hooked up with her. I don't understand how she made her way onto the show. I don't get it. Well, I thought what was funny is she'd be talking. She all she wanted to do is talk about the three forms of attention and the three uh, meditation exercises you could do, which obviously goes in depth in her book. It was like, but have you heard of uh, nootropics? Nootropics are good too. Like, like how he eats the gum in front of her. He, you know what? I'm gonna have some he gum right now. Wasn't accepting just. There has to be more. There has to be more. Nootropics. Nootropics. Have you heard of nootropics? That really bothered me. And then she goes on further. No, it's about meditation. He owns the nootropics company. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, you have a problem with him selling you stuff? No. It was a little shilly. It was a little shilly. It's in his best interest to make sure that she acknowledges that nootropics are good. Double blind placebo test. Which she would not. She, yeah, she would not. She said it wasn't her bag. I, I thought, but I, she was willing to try anything Joe suggested. Then, then she, she kept trying to go back to exactly what she was trying to say. Yep, nootropics. No, and he goes on for a while. Like, well, have you tried a deprivation tank? Avoid it. Like, it seemed like he couldn't focus on what she was saying. I thought that was kind of funny. But if you do twelve minutes a day for four weeks. She says there should be a 10% increase in your focus. I'm going to give this a try. I am. I am. I really want to. Because it's... The only excuse is you don't have 12 minutes. I have more than 12 minutes. You know what I'm going to do? Not do it. Not do it and take nootropics. Okay, well, there you go. Get yourself some on it gum. Yeah. Um, Joe, alpha brain, here I come. Kamari, you know what's hilarious about you saying the four minutes? It's like I, I try to take a sauna every day. We have that stupid bag sauna, and it's the same thing. You're like... I must have been in here 25 minutes. And you look down, and you're like, oh, no, I've been in here six. Good, good, great. But even I'm then she said dying. easing and do, don't try to do 12, go for six, do four, but get yourself there. And it's just, it really is a novel if you think about, because I was listening to this podcast, watching a football game and playing poker on the, you know what I mean? Like, I, my focus is horrible. But I just, as she said, you're focusing on the wrong thing. We all have focus, but it's where your focus goes. And the idea of just the breathing focus teaches you how to um, recalibrate your focus back to what it's supposed to be. Because the drug, she said, like Ritalin or whatever, oh, that gives you focus, but it doesn't have to make you focus on what is most important for you to focus on. Well, that's it's interesting. That was, to me, the most interesting part was like, you can take Ritalin to help you, like you said, focus, but if you don't have the right mindset where you're going to study or do or work out or do whatever it was that you should be doing. 
the Ritalin is just going to make you, like you it's said, a better, a better video game player. What's or, best for you? It's yeah. just going to focus on whatever you get stuck on. Yeah, like you could have a you could a have an online solution. poker problem, and you're like, well, Ritalin will help me focus, and then you're really just zoomed in on the poker. Like, here we go. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I don't know. It's it's such a weird thing. And then she tried to. Do you have up. trouble with focus? Absolutely. Absolutely. Simon, you? Uh, yeah, I do. But uh, it depends on what. I'm like Joe. If it's something that I'm into, like when I draw, three hours can go by and I'm not even aware of it. You know? I don't think I can watch but a movie without looking at my phone. But if I'm doing something I don't like, I'm the worst. I'm like looking at my phone every two seconds. I'm, you know. I don't think I can watch a movie without looking at my phone. By. I have to put my phone like oh, 20 yeah. feet away during a movie. You can watch a movie without no, looking no, at your phone? No, 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 no. Even if it's IMDb, like it's... Still on the movie. I'm focusing on the movie, but I want to know. I don't. You look at it and go, oh, she was in that. Oh, that. You know what I mean? I got horrible focus. I don't do that. But I I like having like, I don't need a smoke during a movie, but I like having that option. And when you (laughs) take the option away from me, I start focusing on the fact that I can't do something. Oh, I know. You won't go to a Senators game. Yeah, uh, but that's for different reasons. No, it's mostly because I can't smoke there. Kamar, we might be going to the Red Blacks on Friday. You got the call? Yeah. Well, I said, I was like, I got the call and I was like, I think you should take Kamar because I was like, he really enjoyed himself last time. And I was like, I was like, it would benefit Kamar more than me. And he was like, I'll get three tickets. Fuck off. I don't think I would enjoy this time. It might be really cold. It might be nine degrees and rainy. If no, in that I, case, I think you guys should go for sure. I got a Canada goose. I'll go. We, if someone fuck. asks you to drive I a hope Porsche. somebody throws blood on you at that fucking thing. Cool, thanks, Simon. <laughs> really appreciate that. Would, would you like to drive Your a Porsche Canada down to Florida? Goes. Yeah, he got to do that. Yeah, I would that's do that. Like, sure. I was like, Listen, he lives the life. Well, obviously, I can't do that, but no, but that's a thing. Yeah, no. A lot yeah. of snowboards that need cars yeah. driven down, and usually the type of person who needs a car driven down somewhere, it's a nice car. So I did it for anyone my, out there next year. I did it for my grandmother. Up. I your, drove their your car back. Grandmother? Is my that grandmother? What you call her? Grandmother. I like that. I yeah. think yeah. She is actually a grandmother. It's true. Good, good call. Simon. It's not me. I saw it on the show the other night. The oh. woman called herself Glamma. That's so interesting. She, so, so she like brings up martial arts as a thing of focus. And Joe goes, I'm glad you brought up martial arts because that's another one of my cases for nootropics. Like he, <laughs> he just kept going away from the meditation back to what he wanted to do. Yeah. He goes, well, it, she goes, well, this is for the optimum uh, state of focus. He goes, well, I think the most optimum state of focus is in the tank. You got to try the tank. <laughs> Like, he couldn't focus on what she was saying. He was trying to say any other alternatives because I don't think he meditates. I don't think he meditates anymore. Yeah, so I think he like, tried that. I think it's almost like the Wim Hof thing. It was something that he did. We don't hear about yoga anymore either. You notice that? Uh, oh, Simon's not paying attention. Especially with uh, so Speaking of losing, on, losing attention. No, what I was thinking was, like, when Joe goes into the sauna, he doesn't listen to anything. He It's him and his thoughts. No, he that, listens. He said he brings his, his, his ear. No, he in. was saying the other day okay. that he like Why now not? goes in and he doesn't listen to anything. He uses that as like a time to reflect. That's meditation. That that I go time. into the sauna and I listen to something. And if I don't listen to anything, that half hour is excruciating. You know what I, I know, mean? No, but like, you, that's something you gotta break through. You've gotta let your thoughts be thought. No, I don't have to do that. She 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 says no, what, you'll be better off if you do. You can well, do both. She is you can a liar. sauna. You can sauna with something in, and then meditate when you get out or something. Yeah, I think so. You don't have to use the saunas. The whole point is meditation is doing nothing but wrestling with not thinking. 
See, that's where I think the sauna takes away from it because you're hot and uncomfortable. And you think it's about th- tough to get it out of your head, right? That's a bit of a distraction, but she's saying initially, just think about your breath. Second, you stop thinking about your breath, just think about your breath again. It, it, there's no there's no failing. Just keep going that. And that's have, how you start <coughs> Have a thought and just let it float away. That was part of my meditation practice back that, in that's the, the day. Sec- that's the second technique. And I would always be like, yeah, okay, let it float away. Oh, now I'm thinking about letting it float away. Oh, go back to where I'm supposed to be. Think about it. oh, I'm thinking about it. Let it float away. Like yeah, you do. You were doing it right. I well, you just yeah. Got frustrated. It was annoying. You just got frustrated. Um, I I never got to a point where I could not not think. So I never got to where I needed to get to to make this work properly for me. Then uh, she talks about the mind wandering. What do you, what are you smiling about over there? I was smiling back at you because you gave me another one of those shit-eating grins that you've been no, giving me all no, episode. No grins, no grins. Go ahead, Kamar. She talks about mind wandering, and Joe goes off on fly fishermen. <laughs> We're just fucking <laughs> with fish. Like, whatever. She, she was try, trying to be, like, really compact and, like, informative, and she had, it was a three-way breakdown, but everything, he, he couldn't focus. I well, thought it was hilarious. No, you know what? In all fairness, it was boring, and he was trying to spice things up a little bit. And I'm glad you brought that up. It was boring. And she said, boredom <laughs> is a sign you are focusing on the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. That I thought was great. It was your body's natural way of telling you like, okay, this fishing technique isn't working. Go to a different part of the river. That makes or sense. Or stop fishing these, or whatever. These built-in like, you know, caveman things in us. That makes sense. And I like G- that. Joe expressed concern that boredom may lead to creativity. And so we may be becoming, some of us may be becoming less creative as we try to avoid boredom. Well, and here, don't lean into it. Here's my argument to that is that, yay, yes, part of that is true. The other part is that on social media, let's say, you're seeing a lot more art than you would have otherwise. So you're getting a lot more like um, ideas or stimulation or whatever like it can go both ways well how about this i don't think it's that we're getting less creative i think maybe it's that less people are using their time creatively maybe that's it i think there's a lot of people that are adequately stimulated but then there's a lot of people that are probably just doing nothing because they're very distracted well, the argument is you disagree. don't want to be stimulated yeah. to be creative it's in the like like as, uh, to be bored not looking at your phone, not watching a show that you're not even paying attention to, but honestly, but like two on your thumbs, I maybe that happens at a train station, but even then you're waiting. You know what I mean? It's have you gone to the bathroom without your phone? <laughs> yep. Oh my God. Like that's boredom. Uh-huh. Taking a shit without your phone. What do you even do? I yeah. will tell you though, it saves Count tiles. It does save me about forty-five minutes a day if I don't bring it. <laughs> but you'd have you'd have Archie's or bat puzzle readers. No, you used to, but not anymore. Disgusting. Not with Shit not with. That's <laughs> true. Yeah. That's the great episode of uh, Seinfeld. They won't let him return the book he takes into the bathroom. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, you, listen, going to the bathroom without your phone, but like I said, it will also save you so much time because no, you're just going to shit I'm, and get out of there. And being facetious at the same time yeah. because, you know, we used to read the shit books. But even then, like, I did something while I was on the toilet. Most most people don't want to be just sitting there with their thoughts. Listen, let me give you an example. When my dad lived out in Orleans, there was one bus 
that took me out to his place from Herdman Station. Now, if you know that, it's in the middle of nowhere. It's literally in a fucking field. If I missed that bus, it only came once every half hour. And I remember times where I'd have to wait late at night alone. And like maybe my discman, that's how old I am. Well, was, yeah, you did have a discman. <clears throat> no, but hear me out. My discman would be dead. And I'd have to just sit there for that half hour. And it was fucking excruciating. <coughs> Kamara's on poker stars and Simon's writing notes. No, uh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> it was excruciating. But did you did you think of anything? Did, did, did it? No foster any no it fostered anger i was like all i want to do is never have to take the bus again drive by a car and hit puddles and splash people <laughs> well no, I, sorry go, go ahead, ahead. I, we're assuming that like this idea of meditating being alone with your thoughts right that's what it is is the right way to do things no it's just a way to improve your focus maybe your brain is built like because most people don't want that. And when that happens, you like find a way to be uber critical with yourself, you know, given enough time and nothing to do. Most people self-destruct. So maybe like the natural thing to do is to make sure that doesn't happen. It's like our way of fighting against our own self. Uh, I thought the point maybe. that she brought up though is that you lose focus on why you're doing anything. It's to be happy to be able to spend as much time with your family as possible. Like everything you do is to do something, but you lose focus on why you're doing something sometimes. You know what I mean? And so this is a good practice to focus on that and focus on what's good, you know, where you're focusing on bad. But if you can improve your focus, you have a better chance of doing that. That's what I got from this. It's, it's meditation all over again. Nothing groundbreaking. I'll agree with you there. But I thought she, despite Joe's interruptions, did the best layman terms possible. Unfortunately, she did not read her own book. She's dead to Joe. <laughs> that was two in, in the week. But I feel I feel like you're like Joe. Like, he doesn't want to meditate. You don't want to meditate. Well, I wonder so if... So maybe it's not good. Meditation... Yes, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Exactly. I but I, I wonder if meditation is like you know, you're never going to get there. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter. You're right, Kamar. That's exactly what's happening. I don't want to meditate, so I think that so meditation is <laughs> too. Perfect, man. I don't think it actually you're exists. Breakthrough. Um, you, can't, you can't help but, like, roll up on that mic. Is, do you want me to turn your headphones up? Is that is that the deal? No. He's, look at how pissed off he is at me, too. Exercise was invented. You ever consider that? I mean, that's not really true. Yeah. She said it was invented by the military. Well, calisthenics were invented. But by no one was, military. everyone was just a farmer. Like you were in shape. Well, there was that, no fat foods. There was no reason to exercise. People were just were. That's exercising though. And then it was invented that you just take time of your day to do push-ups or anything to make your body like weights were, you know what I mean? I, I never thought about it, but there was a time when people weren't exercising and but I mean, it makes, it makes sense in the military sense that like eventually you want to make sure that everyone who's on like standing by is like in shape. You know what I mean? So you have to, and Not again, the 1900s, you said, yeah, but that's what I'm saying is because like before the 1900s, like you said, everyone is fucking 
Still there, killing their own food were, for fuck's there sake. There was wars. There were civil wars. There was guys on boats. Like, maybe, maybe pirates were doing chin-ups off the, the bow, but I, I don't think anyone considered exercise. She said it was invented. I liked her, so I'm saying that's what I learned from this. Well, like, wait, I you did just not up, like her, and I disagree. You just brought up a good point, though, Kamar. Like, if I, I, and again, this could just be me thinking about Hollywood, but, like, you'd think that there'd be some, like, just ripped dude back oh. then who wasn't, no. Well, was it a thing? I doubt it. What do you mean, ripped? Dude, like Steve McQueen, when. Clint Eastwood. I'm talking about like they weren't like in the like 1600s. No, I'm not talking about Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Like in what the you, 1600s. Go on. Like a just a giant jack dude who of, maybe didn't work in a farm. Of course there was. Like there was probably a knight who had some sort of regiment. Like I don't believe. That I don't believe that exercise was only started. I believe in the, the regiment was lifting a battle sword that weighed 20 kilograms, so they had to be strong enough to use it. But, but even then, like if you they pra- were doing but even sword practices as like exercise, that's no, not no, exercise. It's training okay. for battle. It's the same fucking thing. Oh, it's not exercise. Is just looking at a wall. And You're just. It's just a word. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it didn't exist. Oh, so that word didn't exist. Oh, you guys are yes, fine. I agree with you. You're you're correct. So basically, she said there's three practices you do. The first is the breathing, right? Just focus on your breathing, and that's to uh, be able to. Um, Get familiar with going back to a state. The second was, um, I forget the second one was. No, the second one was letting thoughts come and go as they please, which Simon described, which seems like the most useless one, but do it for 12 minutes, see how it hits you. And the last one I thought was the most uh, interesting was a kindness practice with Joe still, still was like, no, the best athletes in the world are mean. It's like, it's not about mean. It's just about wishing the best for yourself and immediate people around you. Like almost like the secret, you know what I mean? And I don't know if anything will come of it, but there cannot be anything wrong with sitting down for 12 minutes and wishing the best for everyone you can. Well, well, the best athletes in the world aren't mean. That's a fucking well, wild you, generalization. Usain Bolt. I think competitive is, is like... GSP. Have to be. No, I, I didn't agree with what Joe said. She she And she was like, I don't think you're understanding it. It's just wishing... Um, Joe was hopped up on fucking gum. May I be happy. May I be healthy. May I feel safe. May I feel ease. And there ain't nothing wrong with that. No, I just didn't appreciate that this lady was trying to like make her living off fucking meditation that we all what this a weird flex well because it's not new she was selling it like this is some new thing she invented she's just talking about fucking meditation but she was saying real world data working with soldiers like we know so much more about meditation than we did 20 years ago i mean meditation may have been around for a thousand years but i remember we have a friend who was into it and i just didn't understand what the hell i mean he's um, really into it Regardless, fast <laughs> fast forward to now, her describing it removes all dreamy boom boom Hindu Buddhist out of it. It's literally an exercise like um, using this thing for twelve minutes to make your hands stronger. Or it, it's it's that broken down and clinical when she described any sort of enlightenment. Like these words weren't coming out of her mouth. You know what I mean? Higher plane. Transcendental meditation. It was very basic focusing and concentration. And I thought, again, this went back to old Joe Rogan, which was not necessarily self help, 
a personal improvement and like that's why I'm here. And Joe didn't agree with whatever she said, but I think they had a great conversation. And that's all I have. I mean, you're right. She reinvented the wheel, but she made it really palatable. Palatable? What did I say? Palatable. Palatable? Like pallets? I give it a two. Palpable. Whoa. Well, I just... Or or palpable. She was very nice. It was a short episode, and I just didn't find it very engaging or intriguing. I, I don't know what it was. Sorry. No, no, my bad, my bad. I no, no, that was off. it. No, no, please. Okay. What were you going to say? I give it a five. Wow. Again, the I know, words no COVID. was not just mentioned once. Yeah. It seemed like this podcast was from a different time period. <laughs> Maybe, That yeah. didn't come up. Yeah. And I saw the light, and I'm giving the next four weeks to this practice. Well, good for you, and I'm glad you enjoyed this one. <laughs> Simon, I don't think you're giving it a four, which is a five. He gave two fives in this week. Well, he rated the week a 4.7, so the math has to add up. And, but but the criteria, it was interesting. It had nothing yeah, to listen. do with the, the, There was no cancel culture in either. Kamar, they were clean Kamar, episodes. I'm not mad at your five. No, no, it I, just didn't I'm tickle. I'm talking to Simon. Okay. It's, just, <laughs> it's just weird that the criteria now for a good podcast is that it doesn't include COVID. That shouldn't be part of There's like, no written criteria. Anyways, it's it doesn't your matter. rating. It doesn't matter. I listened to these it's podcasts fine. twice. It's fine. They're it's good fine. both times. It's fine. You bought into the snake oil salesman. I'm happy. Like, I don't order, know how she's a snake order, oil salesman. She was against snake oil. Order her book. I think that's a great idea. No, I'm just going to do what she said. Yeah, order her book. That's I, what she said today. I think... People could benefit from listening to this podcast. Did, did she have a book? Yeah. I don't know. She I had don't a book. Know she has a book. She yeah. didn't read it. She was selling a book. But Oh, other... yeah, she did. Because at the end, Joe went out of his way to post the book up online. But you know whose book he didn't go out of his way to post? Michael Malice's. Sanjay Gupta's book. <laughs> well, Sanjay didn't have the mind to bring it. Because he thought he'd get thrown at him. You know what? You don't need, you <laughs> don't need book the that. book there to pump it up. Jamie pulls up a picture of it online. That's how it works. I hope the best for her. I hope the best for everyone. I think everyone should listen to this episode. If they have been skeptical of meditation, because this is 12 minutes a day, four weeks. First of all, she said not to start with 12 minutes a day. She said to start with like three minutes a day if that was your plan and cut that in half. Well, so today's my first day and I got to four and a half. Minutes. So I'm ahead of it already. All right, that's it. Well, yeah, it was weird him trying to force her to chew gum on a podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So the first attention. It was weird that he chew gum on his podcast. Well, he was feeling dumb today. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Anyway, that's an episode. If you made it this far, thank you so much. We appreciate the shit out of you. I didn't rate it, did I? No, please do. Sorry, you just, you, you fucking. Yeah, it's fine. I rated a uh, two. A two. A two with an aggressive slam. Okay, so that's a two from Simon. My apologies. That's, that's okay. it. If you made it this far, thank you so much. We uh, love and appreciate you. There's some socials you should follow. Um, the first is uh, our Instagram and our Twitter. It's at J-R-E-E Podcast. You can follow Kamar on Instagram. At Kamar Babar. You can follow me on Instagram. At Floydy, F-L-O-I-D with five E's. Uh, there's a subreddit. It's r slash J-R-E-E Podcast. If you want to join in the conversation, you can do so there. Um, and then the YouTube, I'm hoping to, hoping to, hoping to, hoping to work that out soon. It's uh, youtube.com slash J-R-E-E podcast. We have to clean up our language for that. I'm sure. I don't give two, to be honest, I don't care yeah, right so now. We have too few it. followers for us to give a shit what the fuck we're saying on there. And I'm not going to learn to edit out every fucking curse because whatever. Anyway. Because fuck that noise, Yeah, right? fuck that garbage. Fuck yeah, man. It's we're fucking, fucking rebels. Yeah, we don't give a shit. 
We're greasy Canadians with foul mouths. Um, did I miss one? Yes, the Patreon, of course. It's patreon.com slash J-R-E-E podcast. If you want to support the show, you can do so for as little as $5 a month. For that $5, you will get yourself a back catalog of about 50 episodes of This Won't Age Well, the show where we went back, we listen to old episodes, and we do what we do here. And you'll also get the post-show every week. It's the show after the show where we shoot the shit. Lately, we've been giving our football picks. We talk non-Joe stuff, and uh, yeah, you'll get that. So uh, join us there. And then, of course, next week, we launch the website. It's wearenotjoerogan.com. If you want to pick up some sweet-ass merch, that's pretty much the only purpose of the website. Right now, there's nothing else there. It's strictly to push the swag. Christmas is coming. Why don't you buy someone a shirt from uh, us? Tell them you really don't give a shit about them. And that's it. Uh, did I miss anything? Anyone? No, you killed it, Matt. Always. No, nothing in closing? Okay. Thank you again so much. We love and appreciate you. We hope you're staying safe out there. We hope you're happy. Oh, Kamar just won big. Winner, winner. Gain y'all. Uh, we hope you're staying safe out there. We hope uh, you're enjoying your life. If we can ever do anything for you, please hit us up. And uh, as usual. Very frustrating. Um, keep your eyes open. Thank you.